0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. To Fox Sports Radio.
4: Radio. I think we just had an earthquake in Oklahoma. These are regular around here now, Arnie. Wow. Welcome, welcome to the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Oh, a Cinderella story unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, there was... Uh, gosh, who was that team that made the run of the Final Four a couple of years ago that nobody had heard of before? They had the old coach. Uh, even UConn went in a national championship. All kinds of Cinderella stories. But Team Steph being in this mix right now with Team LeBron, Arnie, no one gave this battling group of underdogs an opportunity, and look where we are right all now. All right, all right, pipe down. But let me tell you something. I've actually enjoyed it a little bit
5: more this year than I have in the last two or three years. It's actually been a little bit more enjoyable. They're playing a little bit more defense. Uh, they're calling fouls. So I, I I've been uh, though the halftime shows a whole nother story, and the uh, and and all that stuff we'll get into
4: before the. Pre- game but but at least the game has been a little bit better. This is right up there with one of the great underdog stories. Don't you shush me on this one, Arnie? <laughs> Everyone buried Team Steph. Oh, did he pick blindfolded? What was he thinking? Is he tanking it to LeBron? And look what's happening right now. You know, now.
5: I not have the exact score. I have it. I last night's prediction was 150-147 in favor of Team LeBron.
4: Who who picks the All Star Game? What are I you do, doing? I do, yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome in tonight. We have a, a surprisingly busy show. I'm gonna try to talk NASCAR, though that could tank our ratings. I'm wow. so excited about today. Yeah, uh, I got tons of NFL stuff to get to. We'll debate whether or not this has been a good first half of the NBA season, borderline great. First uh,
5: half or like three quarters.
4: Really? Well, that's that's a great point too yeah. because everyone gets caught up with thinking all star breaks in every sport, but football are at like the midway point of the season. Well, breaking news, it's it's not, and it's not even close. In the NPA as you know we're more than three uh, well way uh, way past halfway if I can speak English tonight but the thing that's interesting to me Arnie is what we saw to start this thing out you know I, I think to myself we sit here uh, every Sunday night and we'll dog officials right because we know that if you wanted to, You could be a better official than 99% of of the officials out there. Pretty sure you got a better jumper than most of the NBA players based on the way you have portrayed it. Don't be Uh, crazy. Just 75%. Just 75%. Okay. You crush some coaches so you could be a better coach. The big question on everyone's mind tonight, could Arnie Spanier perform the national anthem better than Fergie and put on a better halftime show than whatever that was we were subjected to tonight?
5: Wow, I, I don't know better because you know I'm not quite the singer. But I got to tell you, it wasn't as bad as Roseanne Barr or anything like that. I I'm not going to put it in that category. Why is that? Is that where people on Twitter are putting
4: it right now, Chris, or what? I just will say this much: I um, I kind of tap out on All Star Weekend. I mean, I know that that's not what, like, sports guys are supposed to do. Uh, maybe part of it is because there hasn't been a Laker worthy in a while. Maybe it's a little bitterness. But All-Star Weekend really isn't my thing. You know, the the dunk contest whenever I was younger and growing up, oh, it was awesome, the three-point showdown when you had Hodges and Larry going at it. And now, you know, it's, it, it's, not, it, it's not the same to me. And that actually kind of makes me mad. With that said, I decided tonight I was going to take it in because, like you, I dug the way they picked the teams this year. I thought it was cool. I liked putting it in the players' hands. And as I logged onto Twitter, the only thing I saw was people grinching and moaning about the performance of the national anthem and everyone laughing at Draymond Green's face whenever he was showing on TNT while the anthem was being performed. So I think, Arnie, that's the biggest story from what's happened so far in tonight's game according to social media.
5: Well, and and that happened time show I, I I actually sat in my chair watching <laughs> this and, and I, I I'm like wow I'm I'm like I guess I'm not that demographic. I just I, I couldn't get into the music and I, I didn't know when one song ended I don't know. I just I, the whole thing was a little just I, I, I I, I'll stick with the Super Bowl halftime show.
4: How about that? Well, the, the good news on both fronts for me, number one, we were on the air during the Super Bowl halftime show, so we just got to sit here and talk about the first half of the Super Bowl, and secondly, I was driving to work during halftime of the NBA All-Star game, so I missed it all. But Arnie, as far as just, everyone always tries to fix All-Star games. What's the one constant in our profession, and, and then in sports fans in generals, if it's the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, if it's the um, NBA All-Star Game, if it's the Pro Bowl, if it's even the NHL All-Star Game. What does everyone want to do? They want to fix it. Oh, gosh, we got to fix it. i I, I got to admit, I'm, I've kind of been sucked in. I, I'm kind of digging this right now. I think it's been fun overall. It's been enjoyable to watch tonight. It has, because they're trying a little bit harder. It's not one dunk after
5: another, throwing it off the backboard, no defense, uh, clowning around. I mean, there's been a little bit, but I mean, most of it, most of the part, and you saw this early in the game, uh, there was more fouls called, they played a little bit of defense, uh, they, they tried a little bit. That's all that we were asking. We didn't want to
4: just, you know, have an exhibition out there, give us a little bit of a game. So let me pose this question that if there is anyone paying attention in Oklahoma and Oklahoma City and Tulsa tonight, they will not be happy with this. But, uh, Arnie, can we bury the Durant-Westbrook feud now? Has has that – I mean, I'm sure fans are still going to get caught up with their cupcake talk and and still boo Kevin Durant, even though he was pretty quintessential to Oklahoma City becoming a viable NBA franchise. Is this feud now becoming a little bit – in the past, seeing them get along, seeing them kind of laugh and joke a bit? First of all, why do you act like there's if there's a feud,
5: that's something bad? Magic and Larry had a feud going on. That wasn't all bad. Hey, Kobe and Shaq were on the same team. They had a feud going on. Why was that bad? Why is it bad if you have feuds? I mean, look at the Detroit Pistons bad boy. Everybody hated them. Everybody was feuding with them. We loved that whole stuff. So I don't know why it's so bad to have a little bit of a feud
4: It drive somebody out there. Did you just ask if the Kobe Shack feud was a bad thing? It kinda of set the Lakers back for a few years when they chose Kobe. It took the Grizzlies handing us Pal Gasol in order to end up where they am were. Am I hearing from the wait, Kobe Am I hearing you right?
5: Is there another Shaq Kobe combination I'm not thinking about? That bunch a bunch of championships?
4: Am I hearing you right? You're te- Wait a minute, hold on, stop. You're telling me that the Kobe-Shaq feud was a good thing, that it worked out I, in the end. No, it was, sure it was it did, a bad thing. But it, you wish it never happened, right? for a few years. Sure, I think Kobe and Shaq would have been unstoppable if they would have stayed together. You're telling me that them splitting up and Shaq winning titles in Miami and the Lakers going on the swoon they did for a while, you're telling me that if they would have been able to work out their no, differences no, and get uh, along that it I, wouldn't have been a dominating I, force in the NBA for years?
5: I They're was trying- Crazy. I was talking about when they were together. That's they, what I'm saying. What? How many championships did you want them to win every year when they're together? You can't win every
4: year. Why not? <laughs> the Patriots are pretty much in <laughs> yeah. position You're a to big do it. Laker
5: fan. Why ah.
4: not? Why not? Hey, here's here's yeah. well, I, this is a little bit different. I yeah. think though because I agree with you 100 percent, Arnie. Feuds are good. Everyone. Uh, it's always okay to have someone wear the black hat and be the bad guy. It's okay to have people not like each other. This has seemed to take on a little bit of a different life form, so to speak, because Russ has is, is constantly shot down any conversations about it. You kind of feel like Durant has grown a little bit. Maybe it's a bigger deal to people in Oklahoma than it is to anyone else uh, on the planet right now. But I got to admit, with, with so many other kind of cool little feuds going on in the NBA right now, I kind of dig it. Uh, that you're seeing Durant and, and Russ work things out a little bit. Because, honestly, I think we've had a blast here in the first uh, three quarters of the NBA season so far. I think it's been a great run. I, you know what, though? Every, I
5: love that everybody's already saying, oh, look, Cleveland's back. Two, yeah. two games. They're back. They're back. Two games. Two games, Chris. I love that uh, they already have be one of the best teams in the NBA after making all those trades. I think that's the, the whole laughable thing
4: about the uh, Cavalier fans out there. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We'll get into that tonight, uh, and you can jump in if you'd like at eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. As always, the best way to get in touch with the show throughout the evening is Twitter at Stinking One. That's Arnie S T I N K I in the number one. I'm at Plank Show, and Arnie. I I guess I missed it last night. Was Was there something that happened during? The uh, slam dunk competition that had you set off was, was there someone, were they, were they burning some trees, Arnie, while you were trying to watch the NBA last night? Oh, you listen to you, listen, no. Are you that offended by someone smoking weed, Arnie? No, I,
5: it was during the celebrity game, which I believe was on Friday. And, and the reason I brought it up is because uh, I, I think it was, what, uh, Bobby Brown and the rapper The Game. I'm sure you have his 8-tracks in your car right now, Chris. And the, <laughs> only, the, only, the only reason I bring it up is because there's video going around social media of, of Bobby Brown passing what looked like a marijuana cigarette to The Game and him taking a hit of it and passing it back. And my only thing is there's kids at the event, Okay. There's kids watching um, on TV. And and stop, to, before you tell me, it's legal, it's legal. It's yeah, it's Chris legal. Brown. But that doesn't it's... mean you could, you could start drinking beers Ar- and Arnie. doing shots on the sideline Arnie. either and smoking Arnie. heaters. It's... I just didn't think, couldn't you wait? Look, could Arnie. you smoke your guts out before the game, after the game? Did it have to be during the game? Arnie. Arnie. Yes. Yes, Bob. Bo. I'm not
6: knocking what you're saying. <laughs> One, a marijuana cigarette makes you it just dated you and two <laughs> is chris brown not bobby brown
5: Like right, chris brown whatever no I'm that's, a, that's a major big difference okay, i'm sorry chris Brown. that's okay. like calling you jonas knox like oh, yes please be at this point it'd be better i right, chris brown my but my whole thing is why why do that on tv why doing it during the game why not? You know, do it before the game. Do it after the game. It's legal when there's are a halftime that they can take a timeout? ten minute smoke break. I don't understand why <laughs> it had to be right there and then. Because it's legal. It's <laughs> legal, man. Yeah. Uh, so, but but Chris, so what are you telling me? Let's start breaking out the beers and hey, can we hey Jello shots? There. I want to get Jello shots for the whole team. Please. Are you tw- are you twenty one? I- I mean come on what what's wrong with you guys? I'm not saying I'm I'm not knocking
6: you but yeah. you just sound like somebody's out of time, bro. Like <laughs> just, it's it's literally legal out here. Now I'm not saying I'm 100% with you. No, don't put it all on TV to let my I my son is literally in the studio with me right now. I'm not <laughs> trying to have it all up in his face. Right. No, I I and agree with you on that. There's
5: a lot of kids there. That's all I'm saying. How long is the game? It's an hour long for crying out loud. You got, All you have to do is go an hour.
6: But that goes well, back to their argument
5: is simply going to be it's illegal. legal. <laughs> like, Yes, but I keep telling you so is beer. I, so is a cheeseburger, but I wouldn't say break out the cheeseburgers while you're sitting there on the bench. But you see them eating, <laughs> you see them drinking liquor on TV shows. Like... You know, but, actually, commercials—you're not allowed to see people drinking beer. That I, I think that's pretty much true on that.
4: Really? Well, yeah, that I is just, true. I had to laugh last night because when I was listening to Arnie, I was—I uh, I was cracking up because I—I'll be honest with you, I didn't even notice it. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, wow, that's a—that's kind of a. That's kind of a bullsey move by one Bobby
5: Brown. Chris
4: Brown. (laughs) Get out my prerogative out there in the middle of the All-Star break. Oh, it's Clutch City from Russ Westbrook, 148-145, Team LeBron. Oh, wait, did you just see that? He gave a high five to Kevin Durant. What is going on with this world? Dogs and cats living together.
5: Do you know I may get the exact score of this game?
4: Congratulations. You're I, on fire. I am. You're, I'm no longer the kiss of death. How about that? Though, again, I, I would say picking an all star game, I guess you got to keep that uh, mo- uh, momentum going in some way. Shape, by the way, what NBA team does Kevin Hart play for? I'm just curious. I still love the fact that he showed up hammered at the uh, at the trophy presentation at the Super Bowl. And his wife was even like, yo, 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 you probably don't need to go up there. And he's like, I'm going up there. I'm Kevin Hart. And the next thing you knew, uh, he was uh, escorted out. But the dude's everywhere. I'm jealous. All right. So a great finish coming up. I can't believe I just said that involving the All-Star game. We'll go more in-depth with it next. And tons on the NFL, even the Olympics. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Sunday. It's a final. It's a final, Arnie. It's a final. Team LeBron. Cinderella story. Cinderella. Wait, what am I talking about? (laughs) We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios every single Sunday night. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, We'll get some of these tweets here in just a bit. It's a final. Team LeBron wins. And it it was it was it was Katie to Russ to give Team LeBron the three point lead and Arnie dare I say a defensive stop at the end of the NBA All Star game. I loved it. Say it ain't so. I loved
5: it. And by the way, I nailed the exact score. I was I was right. What a
4: prediction! I'm really good at this stuff. All right, what's the over under, E-Rob? How long will we hear about Arnie hitting the All Star game score right? That's pretty uh, good, though. You got to admit. One year, two years. Does this go up there, like with the uh, pick of, of? Uh, oh, what, what? Who'd you pick? Golden State. Oh, you pick Cleveland to rally from three yes, one down. Yes, yeah. yes. But of course, keep in mind. I think you've picked against Golden State every playoff round. He they will. He will definitely. Um,
3: he'll definitely use this pick about an exhibition game to yeah. outweigh the numerous bad picks about pretty important games so it's Damn I don't think right. argue with it he him. might I, put I, in his twitter bio the <laughs> inc- person who picked the correct score of the 2018 NBA All-Star game wow That's what did you
7: should you do, do Arnie. for me
3: <laughs> i'm just saying arnie you have you've had some uh, bad ones but this is a good one you honestly i'll give you the claps you got it right got but- it it was Got an it. exhibition game in the end so. And by
7: the
5: way team uh the women's uh, USA hockey team up one nothing.
3: You don't hey if the kiss of death comes back now for um, national pride Arnie we might just cut you off for the rest wow. of
5: the day. Wow. No, Final score. this is going to be a good one. This is a semifinal so this is a live game I believe too so.
4: Team LeBron 148, Team Steph 145 will I don't know if they've named the MVP. It was kind of interesting to think about the The Los Angeles-born players with uh, DeMar DeRozan, Paul George, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and kind of what was viewed as four guys that really wanted to win the All-Star Game MVP in their hometown. Uh, But LeBron really showed out tonight, 29 points. Uh, DeMar DeRozan did have 21 points, but we'll see who gets the MVP coming up here in mere moments. You want to hit some of these tweets real quick just to put a um, twisty tie on the smoking pot? Uh, Well, they they are, but it's with some really skewed logic. Like, our man Terry, uh, I'll just try to clean this up a little bit, even though we're in a safe zone. He says, having relations is legal, but we don't need that during the game either. I'm with you, Arnie. Thank you. actually, Actually, Terry... Having relations in public like that is not legal. It would be called public indecency or whatever, so that would be illegal. There's a lot of you uh, lawyers out there like I am right now that wanted to point out that you can't actually imbibe uh, in in public. And then I like this from Sandman. <laughs> I have to read this in my, in my Twitter jerk voice. I hope you don't take attention, Sandman510. But he writes, it's not legal to smoke in public, and there's something called secondhand smoke. Bingo! Bingo. My god. They were on the court like th- th- 50 yards from any one of the stands. Anyway, point is, uh, and then uh, Jordan points out, public consumption of marijuana is not legal. Same with public drunkenness. I actually read up on this because I didn't see this and didn't hear about it until actually you had mentioned it uh, oh, during stop. your show yeah, last shoot, night.
5: That It was all over social media. It's not back to go like I was, I was trying to dig it up or something like
4: that. I kind of think you were. I kind of <laughs> think you found something talking about the marijuana cigarettes and decided to make a big deal. But it, it really was caught by some random dude's Instagram post, right? And then it just kind of took off from there. So yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, eh, think of it what you want. Really, not I guess something that will lose our minds too much because again, it doesn't involve a player on an active roster. And if you want to get upset about it with your kids, uh, I don't know, have a conversation with them about the wrongness of doing the drugs. Though now, a lot
5: of people were commenting on it, uh, Chris. Why? And-
4: well they just again you know you
5: could uh, do as much as you want before the game and after the game it didn't have to be right there and then that's that was the whole logic of the thing i mean why it's not that you have to be against it for it or
4: whatever you just didn't have to do it at that certain time i mean it's 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 a hip hop all star game i mean it's not like we're watching the sixers well, and the let's stereotype hip hop now i guess there you go Okay, I will. I mean, I don't. I don't think I have to stereotype, but I listen and watch enough videos to know that it's kind of part of the culture. With that in mind, here's a couple of other tweets. Um, I I do like JD points out, except it was during the hip hop all star game, which wasn't on TV. This was their own event and was also outside. Hashtag know the. Yes, facts. It was. But yes, it was outside. Okay. okay, but but kids were attending the event though. Uh, and multiple sources confirmed Stinkin' Genius tried to get a comp trip to L.A. and get into parties with NBA stars and celebrities, but was rejected by the bus. Did Scott Shapiro shoot you down trying to come out to L.A. and cover the All-Star game? I, I won't uh, confirm nor deny that. Uh, now, are you into I, – I, this is – right, are you ready for the hackiest – Most common question that's brought up on Sports Talk Radio over the last week and a half. I'll go ahead and and I'll feed into it as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Because at my core, um, I'm a hack. But, uh, Ari, how into the Olympics are you right now? Is it something you've been following being up in the Northeast? A lot of athletes from uh, around your area. Are you all in on the Olympics? Are you kind of like me catching it every now and then?
5: I'm probably more like you catching it every now and then, though I did go out of my way when I saw that the women's team was playing tonight uh, in the semifinals, I believe, against Finland. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll have it on my screen as we're doing the show. I was usually we don't have too much live events going on when we're on Sunday night. True. So maybe the end of like the Sunday night baseball or something like that. So I'm like, this is going to be good. You know, you win this, you have a chance to go get the gold. So I have it on right now paying attention to it. But I'm more like you where uh, I was probably uh,
4: more like a 6 out of 10 or, or 5 out of 10. You know what I realized is um, I'm really a sucker for the backstory. Yeah. And I, and I know that I'm not alone with this, but it – Again, I, I, I heard Jason Smith and I was listening to his podcast, which you guys can get all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com under podcasts, and he talked about how this Entire Winter Olympics lacks a true superstar. You know, you, you always had guys during the. I mean, I I'm a big Summer Olympics fan, which is odd. I'm not a big Winter Olympics fan. But you always had the uh, Michael Phelps, and you had the NBA ba- NBA players, and you had. Uh, gosh, you're going to go back and I can remember when I was a kid watching Matt Biondi try to win gold medal in swimming. You have these guys that draw you to the game, and I, I was kind of trying to argue in my head with Jason Smith because I thought. It's the Olympics. Do we really need that big of a name to truly draw us in? And I realized, Arnie, maybe we do. Uh, Maybe to get that broader appeal... And maybe you're seeing it now a little bit more with Lindsey Vaughn and we're getting into our, uh, her final event coming up. Maybe you're seeing it, or saw it with the Flying Tomato, and and what Sean White did, and what and what the future potential of Chloe Kim is. So I don't know. I wanted to argue with that, but is Jason onto something with maybe needing more star power in these Olympic Games? You know, if the men's hockey team, uh, and they still have a chance to, you know,
5: do something, we'll see what happens like, yeah. they play like the quarterfinals or something like that. Uh, But if they were doing real well and had a chance to win the gold, you better believe there'd be all kinds of backdrops and stories and everybody, they'd be the heroes of the Olympics for us. Remember what it was like back? Your miracle on ice. We still haven't, uh, you know, forgotten about that. We'd have, uh, I wouldn't say the
4: same thing, but we'd be enjoying close to something like that. Uh, By the way, my buddy Brandon Jacks just tweeted out and said um, Thursday was the 38th anniversary, Thursday coming up, of the shocking win over the Russians in 1980. You know, again, it's a different time because in 1980 you kind of look back and you realize that we found out on the ticker, for the most part, that that that, that happened. That wasn't anything that you were necessarily watching. And that wasn't for the gold medal either. No, exactly. It was in one of the, uh, the semifinal games. So I don't know if, if you'll look at 2018 and we'll have memories like that, but it's unfortunate too. be, and I'm not saying Brandon's doing this, but I do this a lot of times too. I'll hold everything against one of the greatest moments of all time. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to have your events live up to your expectations, Arnie, if you're always comparing them to the greatest maybe moment that we've ever seen in Winter Olympic history, right? Oh, Let me tell you something, you know, Lake
5: Placid's only like about an hour from me, and I've been down to that rink. It still gives you chills just to to walk around there, Chris. You still get a little teary-eyed when when you
4: see the pictures on the wall and stuff like that. Can't argue with that. So, uh, good point. I mean, again, I I don't really know where to go with Olympic talk. Kind of when I bring up NASCAR, I don't really know where to go with it except to say I'm intrigued. And I guess from that perspective, I'm intrigued to kind of see where the rest of the Winter Olympics go. Do the men's Olympic hockey team, they find a way to, to get in the mix? I, I, as Arnie mentioned, we're watching the U.S. and Finland right now in women's hockey where we lead 1-0. Uh, do you have something big happen for Lindsay Vaughn? So I, I'm i kind of intrigued to see what happens, but it's not one of those must-see moments for me here in 2018. Alright, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Olympic himself, Steve DeSager in the house to get us caught up on everything we're missing, including the big wins and night for Team LeBron. What's going on, Steve?
7: And LeBron's the game MVP. We will get Ah. to that in a moment. Uh, U.S. women's hockey is leading 1-0 mid-first period of its semifinal at the Olympics in South Korea. Guys, the stunning announcement to me tonight is that they announced that the next women's hockey tournament, uh, four years from now, when the Winter Games are in Beijing, China, instead of eight teams in the tournament, it will have ten. They don't have eight good women's teams now. I don't get this. I mean, look at South Korea, for example. They're the host country, so you get to enter every sport whether your team is good or not. It's kind of like when South Africa hosted World Cup soccer. South Africa got in automatically. They didn't have to try and qualify. Have you seen, for example, South Korea unified team with oh with no. women's hockey? They've oh lost God. they've lost eight nothing twice. <laughs> and actually two of the reasons given tonight why they're expanding the women's field at the next Winter Olympics is because no team scored more than eight in a game in this tournament, <laughs> and because Japan actually won a game. So, oh, it must be a deep field. Okay, how oh, many men's teams? Are there. More than eight. There's three groups, <laughs> so that would make twelve. Radiance. And by the way, the the USA men's team could be out the next game. Could be yeah. out tomorrow night if they lose to Slovakia. They're done. Whoever wins those games tomorrow night go on to the quarterfinal <laughs> a team like canada is good enough they get to skip the next round and just wait for an opponent in the quarterfinal this coming week as far as the nba all-star game it's over in la second half began close to 10:10 uh, p.m eastern time by the way wow. it finally ended team lebron plays defense at the end to secure a victory over team steph 148 to 145 the game mvp lebron james 29 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. That's LeBron's third All-Star Game MVP. Michael Jordan had three. Shaq had three. Oscar Robertson had three MVPs in the All-Star Game. The record is four. Kobe Bryant and Bob Pettit back in the old days. Team LeBron with Durant and Westbrook and George and Kyrie. And all the injured players they were missing, by the way. That was a lot of talent going in. You mentioned the roster early. They were missing. Porzingis and Love and John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. Still, with D at the end, they beat Steph Curry. In fact, Curry started 0-6 shooting in this game tonight, eventually had six turnovers, and Curry couldn't get a shot off in the final seconds. His team loses by three. College basketball: Wichita State won at number five Cincinnati. Michigan at home beat number eight Ohio State. Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500, and Bubba Watson took the golf event in L.A. Oh, by the way, Houston Texans will release linebacker Brian yeah, Cushing prior to the new league year, which starts. He'll go to
5: the Patriots
7: somehow. You watch. <laughs> see. It starts in <laughs> mid March. Wherever he goes, I I dare him to play 16 games in yeah. a season.
4: Hasn't happened in a while. Thanks to Sager. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know, it's interesting, Arnie, that we haven't heard as much buzz about Gronk since the Super Bowl. And I don't know. You're in, you're in the Northeast area. You're in Patriot country. You're around all the people where if they can't find good news, they'll just make it up. So... <laughs> So, where are we right now with Rob Gronkowski and his future with the Patriots, you think? I thought I saw a story just recently that, uh, what, the
5: WWE was going to go ahead and make a serious push in him. Sure. So... I was leading more that he's like 55-45 in retirement. That's, you know, not based on any inside information, but if I'm him and the surgeries he's gone through, and this is the last year he could definitely be on the Patriots, because after this year, he becomes a uh, a terrible cap casualty. Yep. He, he's certainly not cap friendly. So... Um, I'm not even sure he wants to deal with it all over again, to be honest with you. And then there was talk about maybe getting Jimmy Graham out here, and I'm laughing at that. Um, so, I, look, if I'm the guess, I think Gronk's going to call it quits and
4: retire and not come back for another year. Arnie mentioned the contract that Gronkowski has. You might remember that he signed a six-year, $54 million extension uh, just, what, two seasons ago. And that runs basically through 2019. Now, as uh, Arnie mentioned, he does have an out after next season. Right. But uh, this year against the cap, let's see. Wow. Their cap hit this year for Gronkowski's deal is $10.9 million. I said that potential out is after 18. The potential out is this year. So if they wanted to move on, if he wanted to move on, Arnie, he could move on now and it would only cost him $4 million against the cap. If they keep him, they're going to have to keep him for two more years because it would cost him $22 million combined in those two seasons against the cap. So it kind of makes sense, and that's all according to SportRAC.com. Right. It kind of makes sense that they're having this conversation now. And, and to be honest, you know, DeSager brought that up with Brian Cushing. Hey, I challenge you to play 16 games. As much of a difference maker as Gronkowski still is. He doesn't uh, play 16 games. No, he doesn't. And from everything I, – I don't know Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I know the guys who recruited him to Arizona, but I don't know Rob. Uh, he's been really smart with his money. He's got a lot of uh, different irons in the fire, so to speak. Right. And, and I think he truly cares about his long-term health. And if that's the case, then – Heck, what's – I mean, what is he? He is 27 years old. Right? He's going to be 28 next year. Yeah, still relatively um, young. But, But yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting decision to follow over the next couple of weeks, which which gets me uh, to my other NFL question for this segment before we get back to the NBA to wrap up our number one. Is this going to become a common theme over the next couple of years, you think? A guy that maybe we don't consider during the season. Suddenly, as we start to head down week 15, 16, and 17, the concern is, oh, will he retire? Like uh, Ben Roethlisberger last year, and then you you had that rash of 49ers that retired early, like Patrick Willis, among others. Is this now that you heard what Brett Favre had to say, and you you see some backlash against the sport, are we going to consistently see guys Walking away from the game, maybe well before or in the middle of their prime. Uh,
5: It depends how much money they're gonna have to leave on the table. You know that
4: that eventually
5: speaks volumes. I I mean, did they get front loaded? Did they get the big uh, signing bonus, which obviously uh, a lot didn't count against the cap? So, I mean, a a lot. And by the way, what is the earning potential outside of football for Gronkowski? it's through the roof. Uh, right. I think there's more for Gronkowski than just about any uh, NFL player. Uh, maybe Peyton Manning obviously is different because he owns pizza places and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm talking strictly TV, entertainment, movies.
4: Um, you know, I, I got to think it's pretty high for Gronkowski. Yeah, and, and again, uh, he was the one that brought it up. You know, I uh, but he also said that uh, – whenever he was asked about retirement rumors, said, I don't know how you heard about that whenever he was even asked about it. So the fact that he was... Kind of that open leads you to believe that, okay, maybe there's a a, a little bit more there. But it it would be intriguing to see what New England would do. You know, you you and I have questioned, all right, has this been the beginning of the end for the dynasty with the uh, battles between Belichick, alleged battles between Belichick, Brady, and Robert Kraft. Now you start seeing some guys that might move on. Consistently, though, they've just reloaded. And when you say a guy like Jimmy Graham, suddenly I think, oh bleep, so he'll go to New England and resurrect his career, a la LeGarrette yeah, a la
5: Corey g- Dillon. They're not going to give him enough money. You know how the Patriots are; they'll pay. You, they're going to pay you significantly less. And the way Jimmy Graham was, the way remember he wanted to be paid as one yeah. of the top wide receivers, which is uh, one of the reasons he ended up getting traded. So I,
4: I don't see that being a match. But what, what the heck do I know? You know. Uh, this was a note, just real quick, to put a put a wrap on the Rob Gronkowski conversation, which we'll revisit coming up next hour as I get into some of the off-season priorities. Are you, are you going to let me talk draft tonight, or are we way too early for me to be able to do that? What do well, you think? It, it's oh, well, within 10 months, so I figure it's good to go. <laughs> I, I'm the guy who wants to talk about next year's draft after yeah. this year's draft wraps up. I can't put the kibosh on everything.
5: I can't put the kibosh on pitchers and
4: catchers. By the way, what is it saying? Pitchers and catchers are poured, and then the rest of the schlubs? I don't know how that works out. You know what I mean? I You know what? I've I've never really understood getting too caught up in baseball unless there's an injury to talk about early on. Or you're giving a guy $200 million to come play for a franchise that's not going to win anything. Love you, Padres, though. Um, Here, here was the line, by the way from uh, the article that Jeff Darlington had, and it was linked at boston.com. Quote, weeks before the AFC Championship game, Gronkowski was telling people around him the toll on his body was making him lead towards the potential that this was his last season. This is a very serious thing for Gronk at this point. He will certainly continue to contemplate retirement. Darlington said earlier today that the situation isn't an emotional approach to the loss of the Super Bowl or an emotional approach response to the concussion and yeah oh by the way he might have an opportunity to make a lot of money in the wwe but i don't know if you guys have watched the wrestler or have followed this league for a while wrestling puts a little toll on your body as well too unless you're just going to be a manager so we'll see exactly what plays what, out what's in what's next England. like half year contracts you'll just play the home games something like that They're, you're we, laughing they tried they yeah, to do that with I, will chamberlain remember yeah, I'm, I'm laughing, but there's a part of me that when I start thinking about the future of the NFL and you're looking at one of the, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I don't think I'm I'm blowing this out of proportion, but you're looking at one of the marquee playmakers on the Patriots, right? The best tight end in the game right now, and he's looking to hang it up before he's 30? I mean, my goodness, what's you're, you're right, Arnie. Maybe, all right, listen, Gronk. How about we give you an eight game contract, just play the home games, and then we'll add to it whenever we get to the playoffs. Or how about we just give exactly. you maybe that's the future as far as uh And we'll as give far you a as bonus as if sure we make the there. playoffs. How about that? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, what have we learned in the first half and then some of the NBA season? That's next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Great news. <laughs> There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you, that's right, you, Arnie Spanier, could save 15% or more on car insurance. You're talking over the words. Stop. This is all music tonight. Can I say this, Bobo? Can I promote? Yeah, this you is can. All... Okay, I was listening all... to this on my cassette on the way in. Yeah, it's all music from the Black Panther soundtrack. So kind of a cool little trivia tonight, just FYI. Check it out. Great movie, incredible soundtrack. Good call tonight, Bobo. Arnie, uh, we'll get to the tweets coming up, unless there's any instantaneous tweets you feel we need to give attention to. I will say, I think Eddie's taking a shot at me here. Uh, he goes, is it time to talk about the Big Ten football schedule wow. for next year? <laughs> I think that's a shot at me, Eddie, and my college and pro football addiction. Though he did add, I heard Gronk wanted to sign a contract with GLOW, not WWE. Arnie, do you know what GLOW
5: is? And the local news guy is just realizing that I'm on nationally and goes, Wow, I can't believe how long you've been in Fox.
4: I'm like, like six years. I, <laughs> we're I, go, I think we're going on our seventh year together. Yeah. That's okay, you know. No, it's not okay. But I say it. it on
5: my radio show locally every time. You know, we're on like a, we reach like a quarter of a billion people per month. You know that, don't you?
4: Number grows every single week. Yeah. Uh, do you know what Glow is? Do you get Eddie's joke when he yeah, no, mentions I, Glow? Yeah, no, I have no idea. What, I
5: saw the joke, but I have no, no idea what it meant. But I laughed. The, Eddie, I chuckled. I gave him a no, no, no,
4: because it, it's it's good, and it? wrestling dorks like me get it. I have Low no idea the, what. He was talking about. Glow was the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It was all women wrestling. How did I actually, not know that? I know, right? It's old school. It was actually on. There's a. I, I don't want to say it's a documentary. I think it's like a mini series that's on Netflix. So I don't know if it's worth your time or not. But just figured I'd fit in my wrestling talk here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and make all these marks proud here tonight. Arnie, has this been? a good first three quarters of the NBA season so far. And before, because we don't have a ton of time here in our final segment of Hour One, I want to talk about some of the the on-the-court stuff coming up next hour. And, hell, maybe we need to spend more time on the the off-the-court stuff. But let's just start specifically, or as my four-year-old says, specifically, about some of the political issues and how you've seen guys like LeBron James and the Kevin Durant's and the James Harden's of the world. And and again, this all starts with LeBron, but that haven't been afraid to kind of get down in the trenches. And obviously we've had a major issue with the, the Lori Ingram stuff. That's a, That's kind of blown up over the weekend after her take and then LeBron firing back. Uh, Just from that perspective and the political activism that you're seeing from some of these players, is this good? Has this been good for the league throughout the first half of the season? You know what, look,
5: forget about if it's good for the league, it's good for the United States of America, it's good for the country. Um, What what Laura Ingram said, and, you know, I was surprised, actually, I gave her the benefit of the doubt, because uh, I didn't even even say who she was, and a lot of people were texting me like, who is this person? (laughs) You know, what are you talking about? Um, She's, how would you say, has her own TV show on Fox News, Uh, also, I guess, was more famous for her radio show. But I thought it was completely out of line. Uh, what you said to LeBron. I mean, uh, the, the nerve of her to just say, just shut up and dribble, uh, I thought completely crossed the line, was insulting. And I'm glad LeBron uh, came back. And, uh, I, you know, to be honest with you, I kind of wish he would have hit back a little bit harder um, and really would have given it to her. But I, I, he was more polite, more of a gentleman, just kind of, you know, you know, took some shots back. But I really would have liked him to get tough. But uh, I thought he did a great job and uh, I, I
4: can't believe uh, she would go out and make a comment like that when it was all said and done, Chris. I think in the end, that's I think a lot of times we say stupid S to get a response from people. And I think 90% of her saying that was to get a response. So there is a part of me that says, ah, she won. But I, I do like, I, I can always remember when Tiger first burst onto the scene. What was the knock on Tiger? And and Jim Brown called him out for it. Kobe would get questioned for this. They're not as involved in social issues as they should be. They need to speak up. They need to, need to be more involved. And, you know, that was a major concern for a while. And now I, I think you've seen, and again, I know you were anti-Kaepernick's protest, Arnie, but I think that's opened the doors for a lot of people professional athletes, and it's been majorly in the NBA, which is why I brought it up, to feel more comfortable. And they have the support, it seems, of their commissioner, and they have the support of their teams right now. So I think it's been good to see guys get active in what they believe right now. Yeah,
5: it's a different time also. I mean, Michael Jordan back then, uh, there was no Twitter. There was, you know, no Facebook. You know, none of that stuff existed where you can get ripped on social media. I mean, sports talk was just in its beginning – uh, you know, you didn't have to deal with anything like that. It's a whole different world we live in now than we did 20, 25
4: years ago. Well, and, and let's face it. I mean, I'm not trying to be too Captain Obvious here, but we are in a gotcha society. I mean, we're, we're waiting for someone to say something stupid. We're waiting for someone to make a comment that we can be outraged about. We're a community. We're a, we're a public that is waiting to be outraged about something. So there's always someone out there trying to, to get you. With that in mind, I love what we're seeing from the NBA guys off the court early on this season. And uh, with with that said, Arnie, before we get to the on-the-court saga, also off the court, I, I think some of the ways we're presenting the games this year on TV, they've, they had a few new angles that they've used. You've seen these players-only broadcasts that they've used on TNT. You have a lot of media-savvy guys that are using social media, some wisely, others not. But I kind of dig the way that the game is being presented what it's doing on TV and numbers-wise right now, too.
5: You mean overall for, for the NBA?
4: Sure, yeah, Absolutely.
5: I, if you take overall, though, I was looking at the Olympics. The, the Olympics dwarfs what the NBA and everybody else combine. I mean, it's not even close. Oh,
4: well, yeah, but it's a different animal. I, mean, I know it, that.
5: I know that. I mean, look, and it's done better. But I, I, I still always thought that the uh, NBA underperformed when it come to ratings. I thought there was so much more they can do, too, especially with times of starts of games
4: and all that. Well, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, let's debate whether or not it's been a good first half of the season on the court. Next with Arnie and Plank on Fox. (laughs) All right, hour two. Arnie and Plank from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate Quote. By the way, right. speaking about cars, uh,
5: yes. I didn't get to say goodbye to Danica Patrick and her racing career. Phenomenal you know, career. Phenomenal.
4: Well, <laughs> I, I get your tongue in cheek.
5: Oh, no, no, no. Tongue in cheek. I, I, all those great wins. and.
4: Uh, I see what did, you're doing here. Did actually I, I see, win a
5: race? I see
4: what you're doing here. She did win a race in the IRL. Oh, oh you got uh, me then. Oh, well, the, the yeah. I think yeah, I went not wanna... in the IRL too. I'm sure you did, uh, but you know it, it was interesting because I'm kind of like you. I wasn't a big fan, but I always was intrigued by her story to see if she could get it done. And I mean, give her credit; she was able to maintain a sponsor. She was able to get a good ride. Uh, she was named NASCAR's most popular driver in 2012. So even though she, even though even though she managed. Seven top tens uh, in sixty-one races in the Xfinity Series and seven seven top tens in the NASCAR. What was Sprint Cup and now is the Monster Energy That's pretty Series. Good. Yeah. It wasn't the most spectacular thing, but uh, I you know she she did well for I think women. Whoa in racing.
5: whoa you are gonna say that were you
4: that she did well for women in racing? No, you were gonna say she did well for a woman. Oh, no, no, no. I said she did okay. well for women. I don't know. Well a, who are you, my dad? <laughs> that sounds like something my dad would say whenever he's breaking things down. Uh, but no, yeah, no, she did open so many doors. So I, I think it's, uh yeah, you're right. She deserves to maybe be ridiculed by some because she didn't have a lot of success. But I'm telling you right now, Arnie, this might be NASCAR Homer Plank coming out in This might be the one guy who on Friday night was watching the truck series, who on Saturday was watching the Xfinity race, who on Sunday was watching the Monster Energy series. Hell yes, I did. Um, I found myself thinking that NASCAR is making a bit of a turn. I think with some of their younger drivers, I think with some of their storylines, I think with some of the... Uh, um, and maybe it's rivalries that are developing. I think, that, uh, I think they've got a chance to turn the corner. Now, they're never going to equal their success that they had in the 99-2000 era, but I think they're about ready to turn things around. Now, let me bring everyone back that I chased away talking about NASCAR to get to our biggest story of the day. Oh, geez. Well, thanks for giving me one second. I'm 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 waiting for the hate tweets now. Really? NASCAR? It is the day of really? their biggest race. I know. I'm going to get crushed for it. I can I can handle it. Johnny Sauter won the truck race, by the way. Um, I want to get oh, to some NFL that. here in just a bit. But I want to follow up. I want to wrap up our conversation that we were having about the NBA. If you're just tuning in, Team LeBron won tonight. LeBron won the MVP, so none of the L.A. guys won. Just a, just a future Laker. Ended up pulling it out as the MVP tonight. 82-game series. Uh, for the most part, we're, what, 57 games in for the teams that uh, that have played. So we're yeah. well beyond the and halfway Chris, can point. I, can I just one, – one quick comment. And, and I know this, but I've
5: gotten a few tweets about it, so I just want to clear it up. Like Jonathan yes. said, hey, um, uh, and he, he – sends this to me and you and uh, work and everybody get his hands on. Well, I don't agree with what Laura Ingram uh, said. Her shut up and dribble comment was a direct reference to our book, Shut Up and Sing, which was written 15 years ago. And I know that's her tagline, uh, shut up and this, shut up and that, and she has a book on that. I, I do know that, but that, that that's not a concern to me, Chris. That You know, if you're going to use that tagline, well, you know, I, I don't care if you're going to use it uh, to sell books. That That's not a concern to mine.
4: Well, and it doesn't mean that it's incredibly condescending. Right, exactly.
5: And, so. <laughs> right,
4: right, right. and I mean, my gosh, and, and some would even say borderline racist. I, I Again, that's, I didn't think so, but that's not really for me to judge, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was just her kind of sounding like a jerk. But again, that's, that's her M.O., and that's worked for her. She's made a lot of money being that way. Um, so with that said, we are talking about the NBA, and the question relates to to whether or not we've had a, a great first half of the season and then some. Here's a, just some of the different storylines I wrote down, Arnie. We have a battle in the West between Houston and Golden State. The drama in Cleveland where you saw it, obviously a major trade not work and Cleveland hit the reset button well beyond the halfway point of the season. You've seen the emergence, I think, of some new superstars in Giannis Antetokounmpo and Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Uh, the 76ers are finally fun again, and Ben Simmons looks to be a guy for the future, as does Joel Embiid, who who might be a guy for the now. And, hell, they've developed one of the funnest rivalries with Joel Embiid versus Russell Westbrook and this Thunder Sixers thing that, unfortunately, is done for this season. We've had huge trades that have already gone down with Blake Griffin going to the Detroit Pistons. You've had a little Donnybrook between the players and the refs so far this year. I don't know, man. That's just a handful of things, but I think we've had a damn good first half of the season for the NBA. Really? I, I couldn't uh,
5: disagree with you more. I, I Is there another NBA you're talking about? Because when I see the Eastern Conference, I see Toronto again that nobody's going to pay attention to because they have the best record in the Eastern Conference. Nobody's giving the Celtics a chance. They've hit a wall. Matter of fact, when they got back from London, they've been like a 500 team, and everybody's putting Cleveland in the finals. There's really nobody else in the Eastern Conference that's going go ahead and make a run at this thing, even with the Wizards on down. So you can forget about that. I don't think it's been very intriguing at all, uh, if you take a look at what's going on in the East, and as what the Cleveland Cavaliers did by getting rid of their whole team. Well, you know what? They're going to win it by default, probably, because unless the Celtics pick it back up, I don't know who else is going to take it from them. As for the West, yeah, it was. it's a good race. Who do you like, Rockets or Golden State? But everybody after that is just... Also, Rans, even the San Antonio Spurs, Oklahoma City, we don't give them a chance. It's a two-team race. It's the Rockets and Warriors. Do, so, But does I'm it only listening. matter? I don't know what you're wait, talking wait. about.
4: Yeah. But, yeah, does it only matter to you? from the entertainment of a season or even a league who wins the championship or who plays for the title? Is that all that matters? Because I would disagree wholeheartedly. I I just want you to have a chance
5: to win it. Like, the NCAA tournament, I'm more than ever excited about it this year because I think anybody outside the top – I think teams outside the top 25 could make it into the Final Four. I think any game could have an upset. Um, I I, I don't have a – I think there's like four teams that could win the NBA championship. Yeah, but you're, you're comparing apples to oranges.
4: College yeah, basketball is one game. Yeah, but I like to do one that. Some so people like fruit salad. Uh, uh, okay, that's okay. good. That's better than shopping in the fruit aisle. I'll take that. <laughs> but you're talking about a seven-game series versus one game. Right, so, I, mean, I it's, understand it's, it, that. Yeah. It's kind of hard. And, and I would even debate that sh- if you want to say, well, I don't think it's been fun because it's still just the Warriors and everybody else and LeBron and the Cavs are still going to get in. But, damn, I love watching the Timberwolves. I like watching Jimmy Butler, and I like what they're doing, and I and I don't care if it's taken a while for things to get going with Oklahoma City. But I think they're fun. Heck, what's going on in Portland right now is very interesting with McCullough and and uh, what Damian Lillard has been Damon Lillard has been able to do. Arnie, I I mean again, maybe I'm a little bit too all in right now, and I'll take your heat at Plank Show, and Arnie will too. at stinking genius, one. Regardless of how you think the playoffs are going to play out, I think this has been a hell of a first half of the season for the NBA on the court. Uh, well, now
5: we're with another 22-plus left, give or take a, a game or so. And all those other teams you mentioned, well, you better enjoy them now because they're not going to be around after the first round of the playoffs. I promise you that. So, so what? I mean, that doesn't mean that it was a bad season. Well, and what, seen... what, what are we giving out? Participation medals here? Or Oh, it's a great season if you're losing
4: the first round of the playoffs. What are you talking about? Well, I think if you're a team like, well, let's just say hypothetically New Orleans, and you get in, you lost one of your best players to a ruptured Achilles. If you play the one seed and let's say you win a couple of games, if you'll get great games... I mean, I don't care. I'm not a Pelicans fan, Arnie. I want to see good basketball. Why do they have to win in order for it to be entertaining? I couldn't care less if the Timberwolves are out after one series. I like watching them play. Now, But, again, if you're going to – Base it on that level of, well, I don't give a damn about you unless you're advancing to the playoffs. And, yeah, you're going to be pretty miserable watching just about any sport, aren't well, you? That's why
5: I love, That's why I love the NCAA tournament. That's, I live for that. I mean, really, you saw the upsets. What was it on Saturday? That, I mean, it was one after another. It was, every
4: team in the top 25 was bowing out. It, it was great to see stuff like that. Well, obviously, I'm not going to be able to sell you on the excitement of the first half of the NBA season. But I'll add this to wrap it up, and then we'll get to college basketball coming up here in just a second. I did get a kick one of the storylines this weekend, Paul George, and whether or not he's going to Los Angeles, what's kind of the story with whether or not he's going to end up staying with Oklahoma City. He didn't necessarily shut the door on, on leaving OKC. But he did say he doesn't want to bounce around too much. And I can't help but think with the way things ended in Indianapolis with the Pacers and how Indiana was given a heads up that he wasn't going to come back, do you think he's already let the Thunder know that he's not going anywhere based on kind of how Westbrook's acting and how they haven't really been actively shopping him or are talking offers leading up to the trade deadline? Well, doesn't he have to let the owner of the Lakers know first I'm talking about
5: Kobe Bryant? <laughs> um, I, I, my goodness, if, the, if, the, if that little speech that Kobe gave you didn't chase him away, I don't know if anything is going to be, but how about Kobe like, this is Laker mystique, and we, if we have to recruit you, then you're not the guy for Los Angeles because of what, you know, Magic and I, and I'm like, oh, stop it. There's no more Laker mystique, just like there's no more uh, Celtic mystique or New York Knicks mystique. Or even Yankee Mystique. Those days are long,
4: long gone, Chris. I got to be honest with you. And by the way, Bobo, our uh, a DJ on the show, and I, we're die diehard Lakers fan. I can't. I, I thought it was awesome, and I know we disagree on this, Arnie, but I loved it. I think someone needed to say it. Uh, this was the quote, if you missed it over the weekend, uh, as you might imagine with the NBA All-Star Game in Los Angeles. What happened? What happened? There isn't a single relevant Laker player uh, right now, at least in the All-Star mindset. But when Kobe Bryant was asked about, you know, trying to help recruit stars to LA. Here's what he said. This is what Arnie's referring to. You know, the thing about this franchise is that you shouldn't need recruiting to come in it. It takes a special person to want to play for this franchise and take the pressure that comes with playing for this franchise. The pressure of following Magic's footsteps, myself, and the dynasty that we've had. It takes a special person. And if I need to convince you to come here to carry that legacy forward, then you ain't the one to be it. I I'll okay, get, Kobe. Kobe. Uh, actually,
6: I have to agree with no him, him on that. stop
5: it. <laughs>
6: Would you say the same thing about the Knicks?
5: No, I just said that there's no more New York Knicks mystique or the, the oh, Boston Celtics
4: or I the New York Yankees or even the Dallas Cowboys. You tuned but us Those out. days I, are no, gone, No, I, I tuned man. Arnie Come on. I didn't
2: tune. <laughs>
4: no, here's the thing. Unfortunately, the reality of it is we're not even in an era anymore to where this is this exists, right? I mean, with the way players are coddled from the day that they realize that they're really good in AAU basketball and on through college and then and, and I mean, you're you're wooed at every single turn, and aren't, who really? When did this really start in free agency? The decision. Then you had the Lakers wooing Dwight, and Carmelo went through a free agency stage, and there were I I don't know what um, several others I'm sure in between there that we have. But it's it's unfortunately it's kind of the lay of the land anymore in the NBA. It's almost like college recruiting. My, you got to put way, on your best sales job to I get someone to come Paul, play for you. It, I didn't know you, Paul George was so damn good. Paul George have to be bending over
5: backwards for this guy.
6: It's not even necessarily that he's that good. And what what you were saying uh, just a second ago, Chris, it, it's funny because back in the day, people wanted to go to franchises. You know what I mean? Right. You right. went to the Lakers. You went to the Celtics. You went to the Knicks. You went to the 76ers during the 70s or when Allen yep. Yep. Averson played. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yep. now it's people go to their friends. Like, they go to, <laughs> like to, to the homie. You know what I mean? Chris Paul went to the homie. Uh, James Harden told me I should come here. I'm going to go. You know what I mean? Post, whoever's
5: like, on the banana boat,
4: that's where they go,
5: right? Yeah, pretty yeah, much.
6: Right. Pretty
4: much. <laughs> Dwayne Wade went to be with this guy, yeah. realized it didn't work out. He's like, all right, I'm going to go back and hang out over here. Now, not in every situation do you get to kind of hit reset. But, Arnie, listen, I I love it from Kobe, but, I mean, in the end, you're right. I mean, these situations don't exist anymore to where you say, I am coming to play for the Knicks because I love New York and I it yes. just same thing with the Lakers. Yes. It just doesn't exist. Because I anymore. love Walt Frazier and Earl Monroe and Dave the Busher and Bill Bradley and yeah. Bill Jackson. Those nostalgic eras. Yeah, it's funny because we and I know we're late for a break, but this is a regular conversation in places like Tuscaloosa, Norman, Oklahoma, even the diehard college football fans in L.A. You're not selling people on Mystique anymore. You're not selling these kids on, well, we have seven national championships or however many Alabama claims they have won now. You know, I mean, that doesn't matter to a kid. What matters, hey – you gonna get me to the pros? Yeah. What kind of st- what kind of gear do I get from Jumpman? You got alternate jerseys. <laughs> we got a new facility. It's a much different world than it ever was before. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, oh, I, I got football to get to. Uh, I've got Drew Brees talk to get to. But we'll play crown him or crush him next. It's our version of buy or sell with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Did you did you see this tweet from at Rich Soto? No, dude. That's it. Arnie still has the kiss of death mystique. Wow, what does that mean? <laughs> Means you still have the mystique about you, like the like the Knicks should and the Lakers should. Someone pointed out that Giancarlo Stanton did want to go to the Yankees. Matt, you are right, but that was still a trade they had to work their way through. And that was because of the money, by the way. a Goal USA now for nothing. Uh oh. I I have it. I have eight tabs open during any point of our Sunday night show. And I every so often forget to check the score. Last I checked, it was 2 0, and that yeah, was right before we went to like, break. Uh, in like a minute. <laughs> oh, man. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Quickly, before we hit the fancy production to kick off Crown Him or Crush Him, uh, I saw uh, our biggest fan. The Mason Mauler, at Glenn from Mason, sent us the story about J.J. Reddick. Um, J.J. is apologizing for using what uh, he called a slip of the tongue. And if you watch the video, you can see it's kind of a, a brain fart moment. But uh, he had dropped a derogatory term towards uh, Chinese people whenever he was celebrating the Chinese New Year and they were making a video. So are you, are you buying... Reddick's apology, or was this obviously a situation where he just got caught trying to be funny and, and being overtly racist?
5: Um, you know could it Could it be a little bit of both? Because I they asked him to do the video. Right. He changed, I guess, and I was just reading it, uh, the way the apology came in, and the words he changed it to um, didn't have that word in it, Chris. So I was a little yeah. confused to what exactly was said at the time. You know what I mean? So... Now that I know the word, but I mean, it, it sounded like he was it was just trying to go off the cuff. And I'm, I'm not even sure how it even made it that far, to be honest with
4: you. Well, that the use of that term in not even a derogatory way got a dude fired from right. the four-letter a couple of years ago. Jeremy Lin... Um, it came out just moments ago and said, "I truly believe he didn't say a, raci- a racial slur, and that he has had a great deal of respect towards Chinese people." Lynn said he also reached out to Adam Silver and David Shoemaker. Everyone knows that this word should never be used in referring to Chinese people, and everyone is committed to Chinese fans being treated with the equality and respect that they deserve. A couple of us, a uh, couple of y'all, have sent us that, so just wanted to address it real quick. Which gets us to. Crown him or crush him, Arnie? Let's, let's, go, let's baby. do it. Let's get after it. Crown him or crush him. Maybe. Uh, I'll start here. Course, gee, I'm, I'm shocked that Bobo didn't have the music ready. I'm just shocked. I can't believe well, that. Now, listen, it's partially my fault because I got caught up during the break and I the didn't let him know. Done.
2: My bad. It's
1: over. Now it's time to oh. crown him
2: crown or crush I'll him. Oh,
1: too late now. Now, It's that too late? Arnie,
4: it's never too late. All right, crown him or crush him, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, I, I do want to put a twisty tie on this just so we can be clear, and we're talking about the product on the court, the entertainment of the games, uh, and the intrigue of the league. Crown him or crush him, Arnie? you're saying the NBA hasn't been that great in the first half of the season, correct?
5: No, it, it really hasn't been that great. Matter of fact, the proof's in the pudding because if Cleveland's the best team in the Eastern Conference, LeBron had to make wholesale changes uh, just to, you know, get to that point. And how could you make wholesale changes and be the best team in the Eastern Conference like that if the Eastern Conference was not very weak? So I've not enjoyed the The Celtics got up to a great start, but like I said, they hit the wall after their trip out to London, and you know... Toronto's gonna end up losing in the first or second round or second round like like they always do. They'll choke along the way. Uh Drake can't carry that team by himself. So, you know, when it's all said and done, it's it's gonna be Cleveland and Boston pushing and
4: shoving for for a chance to go to the championship. By the way, you say Boston hit a wall. They're still forty and nineteen. Yeah, but their start was unbelievable. They've been five hundred <laughs> ever since that London trip. <laughs> all right, crown them or crush him. LeBron James is the early leader in the clubhouse for the MVP in 2018 with James Harden a close second. I would,
5: wow, you know what? It's a I,
4: tough debate, man. Yeah, I would probably
5: go with Harden right now only because he plays in a harder conference and going up against Golden State and what their record was. And obviously he's got a lot of help around them. But I think I'm going
4: to have to give it to Harden this time. As if you haven't been keeping track, Russ won it last year. Curry had won the two previous years. Kevin Durant won it in 13-14. LeBron James hasn't won the MVP since the back-to-back wins in 2011 and then 2012. Here's what's crazy. So you've had Westbrook, Curry twice, Durant, James twice, and then you know who was the sandwich between J- James' other two MVP wins, already? Oh, Eric Rose. Oh, jeez. Get out of here. Who won it in 2011. Well, they'll just give that thing away to anybody, huh? I I guess so. Crown them or crush them, Arnie. The Winter Olympics have been incredibly entertaining. Uh, How do you define incredibly? (laughs) How about this? Let's just, let's minimize. It has been entertaining. It's caught your eye. How do you define entertaining?
2: You know,
5: look, look I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, Whatever I'm watching, I don't know if I'm watching live or something that was replayed, and and I really don't care uh, because even if you gave me the score and who won the gold medal, I'm not going to remember five minutes from now anyway. So, you know, I'm watching it. I got the sound down. I'm watching the women's because the women's hockey because obviously it's getting to the, the good part of it now. But overall, you know, if we're talking about intrigue, I'll probably give it about a C, C plus. Uh Not a lot of great storylines, Chris. I,
4: uh, I, I want to circle back. I usually try to stay in a certain order. That's called professionalism. But I forgot to mention this because I think it's a key point from tonight's game. Crown them or crush them, Arnie. The NBA's hit on something with having their two leading vote-getters pick the All-Star teams and who they want on their team.
5: Yeah, I think they did. Uh, the last three years, I've not too. enjoyed the NBA All-Star game. I was actually thoroughly entertained, enjoyed it, liked that there was a little bit of defense. I don't know, am I enjoying it more because it was a little bit of defense? Is that all it took or because maybe there was more pride or were they playing for the extra seventy-five grand? I don't know. But uh, either way, I, I enjoyed it a little bit more and maybe they'll televise the
4: draft next year. There you go. That's what I was going to say. I, we know that all professional leagues love one thing more than anything else, and that's money. There has to be a ton of money tied up in the possibility of getting that televised because even LeBron and Steph said after it was over that we should have televised this. Right. What, what did we find out the the last two picks were? Uh, Aldridge, I think, was one of them that they brought up. My favorite thing involving the draft is how everyone had told Westbrook he was the last pick, and the media had to tell him that it was alphabetical yeah. order. Like, his teammates were gigging him and say, uh, dude, you were the last pick, and they finally said, no, 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 you were listed in alphabetical order. So I thought that was kind of cool. By
5: the way, can you see this coming up in the future? Uh, LeBron, uh, let's just take the LeBron, team LeBron, team Steph. LeBron does the first four picks. So now there's five people on the team, and then the the viewers get the vote on the next one. How about that? The Ooh. viewers get to pick
4: who's going to be on Team
5: More Broad and Team Staff, and, and then they go act- back to picking them out themselves.
4: They give you like a multiple. I say multiple choice, like a poll, and you can pick whoever's yeah. going to be in that. I like yeah. it. I like it. All yeah. right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's not like we're leaving because the Sager is sliding right in. I have. One more crown him or crush him from the NBA All-Star Game. See, I tried to jump to the Olympics, but Arnie – I have one from the NBA All-Star Game that isn't being talked about enough. We'll get to I, it here. In I just did a see bit. that Olympic. Uh,
5: I don't know what they call it. Where they're racing, uh, like the, it's like cross-country skiing. It came down to the very end. They they both dived like kind of dived across the finish line. It was incredible. Well,
7: that's not what I'm teasing here. But we'll, I we'll know. talk in hell You're
4: teasing. Uh, no, no, you'll see coming up here in just a bit. I do want to Sager to slide in and save me. So Steve, you what, are
7: talking about biathlon, and it's the first boot that, that gets across. Yes, the, did you see that? Yes. DeSager? That was incredible. Apparently, this is two Olympics in a row it finished like that. Biathlon, which I think it was Jerry Seinfeld years ago, said this is the sport that would be at the beginning of the James Bond movie. It's yes. the skiing yes. and it's the shooting the gun. It's quite that the combination.
5: Was incre- that finish was something I've never seen like
7: that before. Unbelievable. Except for four years ago at the Thank Olympics. Thank you for and by the way, for me to say this. <laughs> Our beloved border operator, who you threw under the bus five minutes ago, just bought food for everybody here in the studio. So, man,
5: that's so cool. I bought food for everybody in the studio. He's not taking credit for it, is he?
7: I am sure that if you were here in studio with us, he would not have done that. So thank you. I
5: bought pizza last week. All right, go ahead. (laughs)
7: LeBron James was game MVP as his team won the NBA All-Star Game in Los Angeles tonight, 148-145 over Team Steph. And at the post-game press conference, LeBron was asked about his weekend in Los Angeles he said i think la is a perfect place to host all-star weekend la can accommodate all this it's built for stars it's built for entertainment built for cameras and bright lights a great place for it i hope everyone had a great weekend i know i did my family did great weekend so Laker fans already are trying to read Enjoy into that. that. There <laughs> you go. There you go. It's over. Uh, second period nearly over in the semifinal of women's hockey at the Winter Olympics right now. U.S. up 4 nothing on Finland. The U.S. women, by the way, have never lost to Finland in regulation all time, in or out of the Olympics.
5: Well, it's not going to start today. No,
7: this would be 23 wins and one tie now and one overtime loss. The Americans outshot them in the first period, 11-2. to Again, they're seconds away from ending the second period up 4 nothing on the scoreboard. And this is against a good goalie. U.S. struggled against Finland in the opener of this tournament last week. The goalie for Finland was a superstar goalie at the University of Minnesota. In fact, two national championships, including wow. an un- undefeated 41-0 and team. And this is hardly her first Olympics, but they've got four goals off her tonight.
5: Finland has got a girl on her team 44 years old.
7: <laughs> That's right. And she scored earlier in this tournament. Yeah, I know. Too. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, by all means, expand the tournament from eight teams to 10. Yes. Yeah. Very deep. <laughs> Canada has its semifinal early Monday against Russia. So, we're all expecting a U.S. Canada gold medal final yet again. That would be Wednesday night. Norway leads the overall medal count at these Winter Olympics with 26 coming into tonight. The U.S. has 10, including five gold. Precious little medals given away tonight, our time. That's Monday, South Korea time. All they have is uh, team ski jumping, two-man bobsled for the gold, and the uh, speed skating, men's 500. That's it. Even ice dancing doesn't finish till tomorrow night. So not a lot in the way of medals being given out tonight. Hmm. As far as... The Daytona 500. A man yes. who took the lead on the last lap wins it. Austin Dillon, he bumped Eric Almarola out of the way at the end and took the checkered flag. Dillon won it in the number 3 car 20 years after Dale Earnhardt Sr. won there in the number 3. Dillon drives for Richard Childress, his grandfather. You mentioned Danica Patrick earlier, her last NASCAR race. She finished 35th, got caught up in a wreck, so no wins in 191 starts. Oh in her NASCAR career. Terrible. Bubba, Bubba Watson took the golf event in L.A. by two strokes, and the first full squad spring training workouts happen tomorrow for most ball clubs. Pitchers and catchers started this past week. Major League exhibitions begin this Friday.
5: Wow. Oh, hey, by the nice. way, did you, did you get that uh, tournament thing? You, you thought I was BSing when I told you I had a tournament, a curling tournament, uh, in a couple of weeks. You are, are you playing actually playing in
7: one?
4: participating is my question. You just showed us that there was a schedule. I didn't know if you were actually
5: playing. Well, it's, it's on the Saturday, I think, of the first round of the uh, tournament, but it's, it's only for like six hours. Are can, you
7: playing or yeah, are you not? that's your question.
5: I'm, I'm thinking about it. I have a team that these guys always recruit me. Because as I'm we know, good. it takes I'm,
7: athletes to curl.
5: <laughs> well, look, there's, there's, these guys are recruiting me because they know I'm very good at curling. And By the way, the amazing story
7: just tonight, guys, is that Reuters has confirmed <laughs> it. We do have a case of doping at these winter olympics yeah. in south what? korea and yeah. it's somebody from curling yeah well i haven't doped up yet so i don't know if i'm going to. Uh, not surprising it's somebody <laughs> from russia by the way I know, I know, I know, who won I know. bronze with his wife as his teammate this past week in mixed doubles curling and he tests positive for meldonium which just became banned a couple years ago and tons of russians have run afoul of it that's what maria sharapova got that's suspended like a for well.
5: meldonia or whatever that is to help you along because
7: you know there's no actual russia in these olympics right there's right, no flag right. no anthem no russian officials even the teams are just called olympic athletes from russia it's individuals who had to petition to get into these games you
5: know what you think i'm bs and now i'm going to enter the tournament now i feel like i can wake my make my way to the olympics so you got are the you stones
7: can... as it were yes i do. yeah
5: I
4: see you. i'm here for the puns all <laughs> night long to sager uh, that's good stuff uh by the way uh we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios every Sunday night and all day here on Fox Sports Radio. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You still subscribe to the Clay Travis School of Curling, right? Where you oh, take, absolutely. Take a year and you can be an Olympic athlete. Well, he athlete. said four
5: years. I don't think you need oh. that much. And I really, I, I'm really, i really going to enter that tournament. I, 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 They ask me all the time. Uh, I, I think I may have to do it this year, because I, I have to make room for that.
4: I, it, it looks very easy. We have 148-145 as we get back from curling to the hoops. Uh, Team LeBron beats uh, Team Steph tonight. LeBron wins the MVP. We've talked about the fun of the game. We've talked about the fun of the first half, even though it's beyond that, yeah. of the NBA season, even though Arnie hates it. Talked about Kobe, but there was one storyline from this weekend that, Arnie, if you rewind to, I think, last year when we did the show – and the year before and the year before that has been a fairly constant conversation and Adam Silver offered it up once again as a possibility so to kind of put a little wrap on Crown em or Crushum tonight Adam Silver suggested today that the NBA continue to take the eight best teams in each conference for the playoffs but seed them 1 for 6 uh, 1 through 16 or 1 for 16 like my high school batting average <laughs> 1 through 16 based on record, no matter what conference they play in. Real quick, here's what Silver said, because I'm intrigued by this. You also would like to have a format where your two best teams are ultimately going to meet in the finals. You could have a situation where the top two teams in the league are meeting in the conference finals or somewhere else. So we're going to continue to look at it. It's still my hope that we're going to figure out ways. What do you think? Um,
5: you know, at first I was kind of against it, because I'm like, you can't not have the Western Conference against the Eastern Conference. How dare you go ahead and mix that up? But the more I think about it and the more I hear the ideas and I look at the matchups, the more I warm up to it, more that it's probably better for the NBA and gives us better first round matchups and maybe is the ultimate goal is get the two top teams into the finals. So, you know, if that's going to be the way, and we're waiting so damn long for the Eastern Conference to catch up, it's getting ridiculous right now. So maybe this is something we've got to do. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm, I'm a lot more warm to it than I was uh, last year, that's for sure, Chris.
4: You know, it, it's kind of crazy because your 116 matchup would still be a Western Conference team playing each other, but your 215 could be Golden State and Philadelphia, Toronto versus Portland in the first round, uh, Boston in the Nuggets, uh, Cleep. Whoa, is that would that be right? Cleveland could play Oklahoma City in the first round of the playoffs again. uh, All this could change as time goes on, and it's not happening this year. But I don't know, you know, I'm kind of intrigued by it, and I think you hit it on the head. I've been a firm believer my whole life that everything in sports is uh, cyclical. If, If I could speak tonight, we'd have a good show. Cyclical. So it's just a matter of time before we're complaining about the West being a little bit weak and the East being on fire, kind of like we always complain about certain divisions that suck in the NFC or the AFC in football and the same thing in baseball. But you're right, Arnie. It's taken a while now. It's been a while since the East has been down,
5: hasn't it? That's why I don't want to make dramatic changes in this, and I want to give the East a little bit of a chance to kind of catch up. And it was wasn't that long ago where the Eastern Conference was the better conference between the two. Um, but I mean, it can't continue like this. We've we've got to do something. And you know what? I wonder if that means that television ratings would go up uh, if that if 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 that was one of the reasons why we went one through 16. So anything that's going to help the ratings go up, you know, I'm all for it, to get more interest. But I'm I don't know if that's really going to make a much of a difference.
4: Um, and by the way, I, I did want to add this. I think it was my favorite quote from the night. Uh, Mike D'Antoni on uh, what the huddles were like tonight during the NBA All-Star Game. He said, quote, the Golden State guys kept taking my clipboard and trying to draw up plays and I had to fight them. Well played, Mike D'Antoni. Well, be uh, Mike D'Antonio, well played. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we welcome back Steve Desager. There's a lot going on today beyond just the NBA All-Star Game and the Olympics. Desager has all the side stories next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Sunday, 877 96 877-99 on Fox. Uh, I have so much football for next hour. I'll be oh, I'm honest sure with you. you. Do. I have waited to talk any football, and I'm saving it all up for the final hour. I mean, there's only so much AJ McCarron we could talk about. Well, I mean, you've already S'd all over all of our NBA talk. Wow. So, I mean, think of you, What do you want to talk about? College basketball? College basketball doesn't matter till we get to the tournament anyway. That's that's my bitterness. Oh, well, you're the way, just Oklahoma. bitter because
5: because Oklahoma's on a losing streak,
4: five in a row, man. Not looking good going into Kansas tomorrow night either. Uh, But looking good is Steve DeSager sliding into studio to get us caught up on everything else that we've missed in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve?
7: Good evening, gents, once again. Not much going on in the way of the Winter Olympics tonight, although, as we mentioned, U.S. women's hockey is winning its semifinal, 4 nothing after two periods against Finland. There is a note about Michaela Schifrin, U.S. skier, giant slalom champ. Her boyfriend apparently is a French skier at the Games, and he has been sent home by the French Federation Uh-oh. for comments he made after his own men's race about Uh-oh. the French team this weekend. So have a nice what- what did he say, uh, I i I'll just say it doesn't come through the translation as being controversial. He was okay. talking about the group collective. you got me. but for disciplinary reasons, he has been sent home, so wow. he's not going to see her race in person. This week, LeBron James was game MVP for the third time in his career. All-star game MVP, I should say. Team LeBron beat Team Steph in L.A. 148-145. Did you see the defense at the end? I did.
5: I loved it. It was like 15 <laughs> seconds of defense or something.
7: Steph Curry got the ball with about 10 seconds or left uh, or less left, and they chased him around, eventually double-teamed him toward, toward the corner. They couldn't get a shot off at all in the final seconds and lost by three. Curry had started 0-for-6 shooting tonight. Eventually, four for 14 with six turnovers. If that was the NBA Finals Game 7, we'd be ripping him like crazy. Yeah, probably so, actually. James Harden from three-point land, two of 13 in defeat. He did have eight assists. Damian Lillard, 21 points off the bench in their loss. Kyle Lowry from three-point land, 0 for 8. He did have 11 assists. I counted up all the three-pointers. You know, it was a better game, clearly. And there was defense. There were actual fouls and free throws taking place the losing team though from three point range 17 of 65 oh in my. a 48 minute game in fact in the 48 minutes if you total up the three point attempts 123 wow three point <laughs> attempts tonight in LA and a 148 145 final four. And form. the winning team 100 grand each huh That's right it's not 50,000 each now it's 100 Boy. the losers still get a mere $25,000 each Good it should be all or nothing Uh, You know, haven't they had things not in basketball, things like that? LeBron James has uh, now started 14 straight NBA All Star games. That is the longest streak. In history breaking a tie with Bob Cousy as far as most overall starts Kobe Bryant is still one ahead just for the record and before this all-star game tonight next door in downtown LA they had instead of the G League all-star game they had Team USA beating up Mexico in an exhibition now Team USA coached by Jeff Van Gundy. Trying to qualify for next year's World Championships in China, they're using D League players. They're not using NBA guys yet. They won a pair of qualifiers at the end of last year. They got a couple coming up in Northern California, and so they have training camp going on at USC. Aaron Harrison from Kentucky led with 13 points in the easy win here. Terrence Jones from Kentucky's on the roster. Uh, John Stockton's son, David Stockton, is uh, from Gonzaga. Is also on this US team that is playing. So just for the record, that's going on. Two NFL notes we mentioned earlier tonight. Houston Texans will release linebacker Brian Cushing. That'll happen prior to the new league year, which starts in mid-March. And the Washington Post said quarterback Kirk Cousins will file a grievance against the Redskins if... Yeah, if they franchise tag him, huh? Because they would do so with no intention of actually paying him the franchise tag money. Right. Or negotiating a long-term deal to keep him. They already have Alex Smith's trade coming to them. So they would do that only to prevent him from becoming a free agent, only to force a trade, and then the Redskins would get something in trade, some value in return, and he would file agreements against them. Yeah, but if they took them. him
5: and would be on the hook for the salary. Uh, I don't see where they get the upper hand on that. There's no way they want to pay that salary.
7: That's right, but it would at least give them the option of trading. It would put them in a corner like they absolutely have to trade and may not get much value in return. So I don't see why they would do that. You know what, if they
5: that. did that, if I was cousins going, oh, my knee, I'm out for the year, you give me my salary. <laughs> yeah.
7: yeah, you would do that. Yes. Yeah, of course I would. Roger Federer won the tennis tournament at Holland. That's 97 career tennis titles. He's 36 years old and is going to become number one ranked in the world again starting tomorrow, five years since the last time he was number one in the world. And as far as Daytona on Fox TV today, Austin Dillon, the winner, mentioned taking the lead on the last lap. Darrell Wallace Jr. finished second. Denny Hamlin was third. Ryan Blaney, the guy who led over 100 laps but wound up finishing seventh, there was, can I say typically, a crash with two laps left. So they yes. went to overtime and eventually, you know, it's the good old boys racing. Mr. NASCAR, please comment on that. I was watching with someone who says, wait a minute, you can just bump the first-place guy out of the way and (laughs) then win the race? That's it? Yep. (laughs) That's how it ended.
4: So at least give a little credit to Eric Almirola, who didn't lose his mind too much because in bump drafting, that kind of stuff happens. That's the guy that got
7: bumped out of the way. yeah,
4: Yeah, Almirola was leaving. He took over Danica Patrick's ride. He got wrecked. Here's what's amazing to me, though, is Ryan Blaney, whom I love, who is now Arnie. You probably don't even have never heard of him. He's now my favorite driver. Dude wrecked half the field most of the day because he was blocking. They had a wreck at the end of the first uh, stage. They had an end at the wreck of the second stage. They had two massive wrecks near the end of the race. And yet, uh, again, it's almost... It's almost fitting that the three-car wins, and he wins by dumping the car that was in front of him. But, yeah, that's uh, that's restrictor play hmm. racing, and it'll be a completely different world next week in Atlanta. Completely uh, different world.
7: Update, U.S. women's hockey has scored again right at the start of the third period, 5 nothing over Finland wow. in the semifinals. And one college basketball note, Ole Miss Hoops coach Andy Kennedy has yep. stepped down effective immediately. Earlier in the week, he was going to at the end of the season. Now he's gone. He's done. Bye.
4: Yeah, and he had a great rant at the end of his last loss, and I think Ole Miss said, all right, old man, we got to get you out of here. Andy's really not an old man. But when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, Arnie will give us some college basketball chat, and I've got NFL on NFL on NFL next. (laughs) Hour, is is this it? Hour three? Hour three! As we come to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, which are brought to you by Geico, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, I'm getting crushed, Arnie, as you like to say. I'm getting crushed on Twitter right
5: now. Oh, well, th- not this one. It's a Spaniard. Quit trying to imitate Kevin Hart. You don't have the talent, skill, creativity, ability, or make up to be a star, uh, then gets to hang with the NBA superstars and celebrates you bum.
4: Wow. Yeah, I, I okay. So you win. This guy was just getting mad at me for talking NASCAR, but yeah, Sam, Sam kind of went with the over the top grip on you. That's cold. Uh, Johnny writes, "Are you guys talking NASCAR? I'm gonna go listen to Fergie sing the national anthem again. Listen yes. at sacrifice today. I, I'm not sitting here breaking down the points battle." It was part oh, of God our update. <laughs> I would love to. We could talk about the crazy finish with Elliot Sadler it's, on Saturday. It's there.
3: literally like they tune in for the split second <laughs> that you say the word NASCAR. Yeah, and then they s- they read to they tune back in right as you're com- they're complaining about you talking about NASCAR. It's like, like a, a fraction of the show. I mean, uh,
5: if the Daytona 500 was today or something like that, I could
4: understand. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. I have friends that love soccer, and I don't get it. I have friends that are excited about spring training baseball games, and I don't get it. I love NASCAR. There's different sport. I love college softball. There's different sports for everybody. It doesn't make us wrong. Unless you were the dude that was up at 6 a.m. this morning watching rugby. I'm kidding, rugby guys. I don't want to fight you. Um, I've got so much football to get to, Arnie. So much football, but... I think, and DeSager is probably number one on the depth chart of people I like uh, the most on this show. Outside of uh, Bobo uh, and and Eric and and Arnie. But but there's a (laughs) three-way tie for number one there. Um, I don't know if he gave LeBron James' quote the true spot that it deserves on the marquee. Have you seen this whole quote about the weekend in Los Angeles for LeBron James? Listen... I'm not here to get carried away as a Laker fan, but I'm going to get carried away right now. Here was the quote. Uh, "When you look, We're going to get the audio so you can actually hear LeBron, and I don't do a LeBron impersonation. right? Uh, the question was, when you look back on the weekend, what will stand out most to you about L.A. All-Star Weekend? Here's what LeBron said, Arnie. I think L.A. is a perfect place to host All-Star Weekend. Yeah. I'm fairly neutral there. It's one of the few cities that we can have in our league that can accommodate all of this. Still, okay, And when I mean all of this, you have over 200-plus countries that's covering the game. You've got so many people from all over the world coming to watch our game and just to be a part of All-Star Weekend. And we know traffic. We understand that. But traffic is traffic. And L.A. can accommodate that. First of all, there you go. If you're not complaining about the traffic, you're in Uh, more. Well, he probably has his own helicopter pad at his place. That's why. That's fine. That's fine. It's built for stars, LeBron continued. It's built for entertainment. It's built for cameras and bright lights, and it's a great place for it. I hope everyone had a great weekend. I know I did. I know my family did, so it was a great weekend. Oh, my God, he is so coming to L.A., Chalk it up. Mark it down. It is over in the West. How do you, O-V-E-R, over. Lakers, over the Warriors and the Rockets next year. Maybe Oklahoma City oh, I, still I in the Oh, I can't wait for those – Get on the train now.
5: I can't wait for the lob passes. Lonzo to LeBron. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. My bad. Why
4: wouldn't it be? Well, because LeVar says it won't be. Oh, shut up, LeBron. <laughs> and, Arnie, you were the one that said you guaranteed that LeBron James would be a Laker after this season. Yes, he is. Season. He is going to be a Laker. I told you he was going to be a Laker. You're just coming to the party now?
5: Well, You're just trying you know, to figure
4: it out now? I had to remind you that you said that. I had to remind you that you made that prediction. Oh, no, I think I, you said you would cut your arms off. If right. You didn't, I, I, so. Let me tell you.
5: I I knew a long time ago he was going to be there. You. I mean, you've seen his house in Brentwood. You know that uh, his son or uh, they go to school out there. I. There, there's no if and or buts about it. I just don't know who he's going to take with him. I'm still not sure sure that Paul George is part of this
4: uh, uh, package that's going to L. A. Okay. Here's a crazy thought. Are the Lakers Actually, a little bit better than we're giving him credit for. And again, I know the whole theory is you need a LeBron, you need a Paul James. But there was an article that was – I think it was an ESPN article last week that said, hey, they don't necessarily need Lonzo to save them. Ramona Shelburne wrote it because they've already got a great core. And you've had Randall playing better, Arnie. I, I think we all dig what Kuzma's game looks like. Uh, the young kid, the, the big kid, Zubac, started to play and, and play regularly, and that's maybe a little bit more of a reach. But it, it, it's almost as if they're starting to put together a pretty exciting young core. It's not championship-worthy by any stretch of the imagination, but... But are they taking steps in the right direction? I say yes, absolutely.
5: Well, yeah, of course they are. Because, I mean, there was only one way to go, and that was up. I mean, just a couple <laughs> of years ago, they were so entrenched in the bottom. There was no, far, no further place to go. There was no any place to drop so yeah I mean obviously they are they're going to curl that cap room they're going to get LeBron and then LeBron's going to recruit one or two guys to come with him and then they're going to try to have a super team for about two three years until LeBron really starts going
4: downhill so you've got about a two three year window before it really starts getting bad stop it they're going to be fine they'll have LeBron come in they'll have their young core it's Lakers from here to four Golden State enjoy your nice little run it is over O-V-E-R over Uh, All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's get back after this, shall we? My little pipe dream is over. Now, Todd Furman makes his triumphant return to the show in about 10 minutes. So I'm afraid if I don't get to this NFL talk, we won't get there. And I know you love talking, A.J. McCarron. So moments ago, Peter King dropped his Monday morning quarterback piece, and he projected a landing spot for the top – free agent quarterbacks, because if you think about it, hypothetically, Arnie, could be one of the most impressive free agent quarterback crops that we've had in a while, just based on the two guys it could be, well, one will be, right? I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be available. Even if he has to go Al Davis and take Washington to court, you agree that he's going to be available, right? Right, absolutely. And then Drew Brees. Mm Hmm? I, I'm not a believer that Drew Brees is going anywhere. Well, what about all those anywhere? quarterbacks
5: they have at Minnesota? And what about Nick Foles? Is that part of the uh, not done. available quarterbacks? Not done.
4: Not done. You got Case Keenum, as you just mentioned. You got A.J. McCarron, whom well, I know I you are talking about. Well, I'm talking Teddy about Teddy Bridgewater. And you're talking about Bridgewater. And Sam Bradford as well, too, when you say all those quarterbacks. There's six guys that I mentioned in that mix that could potentially be starting quarterbacks next year. And Jay so, Cutler. You think he sticks around this No, year? I don't think he'll stick around with the Dolphins. So you think maybe 2017 was enough for him to say, hey, I'm going to try it one more year? Yeah, but with so- somebody else. Hmm. I wonder where Jay Cutler could – I don't even have him on this list right now. He had a couple of real – I mean, they-, they beat the Patriots, right? He had a couple of nice games this season, but did he have enough to make you say, yeah, I'll go with Cutler over another option out there right now?
5: Well, unless you're like the Buffalo Bills that take a rookie quarterback and you, you're you not going to have Ty Taylor and Peterman or whatever his name is. Maybe you need a veteran until you get
4: uh, groomed somebody at quarterback. Well, here's here's the projections from Peter King's Monday morning quarterback. And you tell me how you feel about these potential landing spots. He has Denver making the move to get Kirk Cousins. I think many see that as the logical landing spot you think that's the best fit for Cousins right now? I unfortunately do. I don't want him in Denver. I think he'd do well under that system that I think they have in place. But Cousins to Denver, you like it? No, not really. If I'm Denver and I don't know where they're picking
5: in the draft, but I would try to figure out a way to move up to get Baker Mayfield. And, well, they're and five. Make him, where?
4: They're five.
5: Well, that's plenty enough to take him at number five, then. I'd probably take Baker
4: Mayfield and uh, let him be my quarterback right off the bat before i spend any money on Cousins. Yeah, they're sitting right now at five overall in the most mock draft projections. There have uh, been talks of Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen going at number five. So you're saying, "Ah, if I'm Denver, I'm going to go young. I'm not going to try to spend on Kirk Cousins. I like it. I will say this. I am enamored with the love for Kirk Cousins. And I know some people don't like to get too caught up in in win-loss records, but – we realize Kirk Cousins has a losing record as a quarter as a starting quarterback, right? He's it's it's I understand a number that a lot of people don't like to get too caught up in because they claim that quarterback wins. I know our buddy Peter Bukowski is a big believer in this. He believes quarterback wins aren't necessarily a conversation piece, but this is a dude that's 26, 30, and one. As wow. a starting quarterback, and everyone's losing their minds like he's the second coming. Same thing with A.J. McCarron, who, by the way, I'm intrigued by this. Peter King projects A.J. McCarron to end up, uh, A.J. McCarron, excuse me, to end up in Arizona. Cardinals need a quarterback. I definitely Carney. could see that. Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of like that a little bit. Arizona is sitting at uh, 15 in the draft. So you're probably not going to get one of the elite quarterbacks, but A.J. McCarron projected to Arizona. All right, well, I continue here. We're rolling through quarterback landing spots. Todd Furman coming up next segment. How about this? I do like this. Cleveland drafts, uh, drafts Sam Darnold number one, but still goes out and signs Sam Bradford to have that veteran there to kind of help him find his groove as a young quarterback, maybe understand a few things. What would you think of a Bradford-Darnold combo in Cleveland?
5: Um, not too bad on that, actually. That, that can probably right? work to kind of groom him to get ready for the year, don't have to throw him to the fire and, you know, make his life miserable and have him
4: start doubting himself. That might not be that bad at all. And then one more as far as teams – because we're looking at a draft where you have, uh, uh, what, four teams that you would say are in desperate need right now of a quarterback – in Denver, even though they just spent a first-round pick on Paxton Lynch two years ago, Denver, Arizona, Cleveland, and the New York Jets. The, these, are te- these are teams. Well, uh, well, we'll get to Buffalo in just a bit. Are they desperate? Are, are they truly need? They have two picks in the first round. They have two the first-round yes. first picks, two picks in the second
5: <laughs> round. You better believe they're moving <laughs> up.
4: Eric jumps in and goes, yes, yes, they are. Uh, but real quick, let me get to the Jets, and I'll, I'll include Buffalo in there. That's fine. He has the Jets drafting Baker Mayfield. And keeping around Josh McCown for one more year. McCown's about 186 years old. Uh, Baker's Baker would so flourish, I think, having a year to truly, um, I don't want to say learn, but just to better grasp NFL concepts. Again, I'm a homer, so I've got to check oh, myself on Baker. Why but- don't you read the tweet that just came in from James and said, I
5: feel sorry for any team who gets Baker Mayfield. I just see him being worse than Johnny Manziel.
4: That is such a lazy comparison. Wow! You are a lazy sports fan. You are a sheep (laughs) being led around by ridiculous comparisons. Listen to what Johnny said about Baker Mayfield. You are saying that because he's a short, white quarterback. That is it. Baker Mayfield could not be further from Johnny Manziel, period, end of story. Now – Uh, that we've relinquished that horrific narrative. (laughs) What would you think of the combo, and I know you're more of a Giants than a Jets guy, but I kind of like the idea of getting that vet You're sitting at, what, six where the Jets are right now in the draft. You grab Baker and you let him groom himself underneath a a veteran quarterback who appears to be the kind of veteran quarterback, unlike a Joe Montana or a Brett Favre or any of the other greats that weren't really necessarily good at grooming a younger quarterback. I think McCown would welcome something like that. Yeah, you know, but just so
5: you know, and I could be exact here, if the Giants somehow screw everything up and don't take a quarterback with the number two pick, um, and for some reason, Josh Rosen's left on the open market.
4: If I'm the Jets, I go after Josh Rosen over Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I could completely understand that. Here's the other projection. I, we, we've got a break, and Todd's coming up next. But he has the Giants actually taking Josh Allen as someone of a potential project. Uh, I don't see that. I, I don't necessarily buy that. And he has Buffalo making a move to try to go get Josh Rosen. I think The Rosen Giants won't really do that
5: because it's what's-his-face, his first draft. Uh, what, Gettleman's, yep. and uh, you don't want to go ahead and screw it up and be known for, oh, who did you take with your first pick when you were the GM? You're not going to want to screw it up like that with all
4: the quarterbacks that are available. Unless he makes a move. Unless, all right, I'm sitting here at three. Let's make a move, pick up a few more picks. Someone comes up and tries to get the quarterback they want. Interesting perspective. We'll talk Vegas. Do we have betting odds? On the draft, we'll ask Todd Furman next right here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Bubble on the wheels of Steel e Eric Roberts, our producer extraordinaire. Steve Desager on updates. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, we're going to talk some Vegas with Todd Furman coming up here shortly. Um, My Vermont Catamounts lost last night, or today. Are I they mean, in? Excuse me.
5: Are they going to make the tournament? No, they have to win the conference tournament to make the tournament.
4: Oh, that's pretty much the case for most of those. Yeah, one big those. league, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, real quick, before we get to Todd, well, actually, Todd Furman will love this as we go straight to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. I, I don't want to say there's a report out there, but there was one all-star who did not check in tonight and didn't play at all, and that was... Jimmy Butler. Now, Chris Haynes is reporting that oh, he played 41 minutes against the Lakers, so he needed the night off. There is a, a social media manager for Bleacher Report. Her name is Meredith Minkow. She's saying that Uh, Jimmy Butler was so hungover that he decided to just take the night off, Todd.
8: Wow.
4: Does this uh, this elevate Jimmy Butler to legend status in your mind?
8: (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm not sure I'll put him in legend status, but uh, hungover players, uh, especially on the ice, have definitely contributed to the Golden Knights hot start this season because we've seen it with a lot of these NHL franchises. When you get away from Canada during the winter months, you have all the lights and the luxuries of the Las Vegas Strip what better way than to stay out till 3 o'clock in the morning, try and play a hockey game the next day, and thankfully our homeboys uh, have taken full advantage of the Vegas flu more often oh. than not.
5: Now, Todd, I look, Vegas I don't want to pry into your personal business, but I have to assume you're going uh, Lamborghini hunting tomorrow and you're buying an island because everybody but everybody bet the under in the All-Star game. I mean, I'm sure you're super rich by now.
8: You know what? I did not dabble on the all-star game myself, but when you look at the way these numbers moved, I mean, you saw this total come down about eight or nine points from where it opened, Uh, and the players actually held true to their word. They were committed at the defensive end, and you saw a level of engagement, contesting shots, maybe not tenacious like you're going to see in the NBA Finals but much better than what we've seen in years past where it becomes a glorified layup line. And had you had that information ahead of time and followed it to the window, you were going to have a relatively easy underticket. I did. Very very similar to what you had two years ago in the Pro Bowl, where that total was in the mid-80s, and those players, uh, you were able to cash about 35 to 40 points.
5: It was like stealing, Todd. What, what
8: What was the over the 340? Well, it was crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, the numbers have been inflated. You've seen the trend go in that direction. And even when you saw the world team take on Team America on Friday night, that game came in well under the total. And credit to the NBA, maybe offering $100,000 incentives or changing the format uh, allowed these guys to actually go out there and put a semblance of effort forth on the defensive end.
4: What kind of action is there and are you seeing on the Winter Olympics? Is there certain events? And I I know that
8: might be more of an – well, is it more of an offshore conversation, Todd? Uh, Yeah, definitely more of an offshore conversation than here in Las Vegas. The only book that I know of in town is the Westgate Superbook that's hung numbers on a lot of the secondary events. You just don't get a lot of household names with the aerial ski jumping and the figure skating uh, and some of the other events that are out there. And figure skating, which might attract some betting handle, you actually can't wager on because it's voted upon and graded by judges. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. The one sport that really does take on a much different atmosphere, uh, given the NHL's stipulations that the players can't participate uh winter olympic hockey had been a big hit four years ago in sochi even with the time difference much different scenario now where the only real household names are guys that are over the hill like a brian johnson for team usa or some of the guys on russia that have long established careers in the nhl and have since elected to take their services across the pond and play in the KHL what, instead
5: what, what about the women's i mean women's won
8: tonight they'll play for the gold will there be a lot of action on that or no uh, well, you know, USA against Canada, knowing that there's about a 48-hour lead time, uh, if that should be the gold medal rematch that I think everybody wants to see, given that 2-1 thriller we saw a few nights ago. You may see some handle on it, but to say it's substantial, uh, I'd be lying to try and do that. That, though, of all the <laughs> events that I've seen so far throughout the Winter Olympics, we can only hope we replicate the result, this time hopefully with the stars and stripes coming out on top. Yes. Arnie,
4: aren't anything else we need to add on the Olympics? Or can well, I, I, d- I just, on just to- want to
5: know, what, what are my odds of... Because I've got a curling tournament in a couple weeks. What are the odds of me being
8: in the 2022 Olympics? Well, I mean, it all depends. I mean, if you're going to work with the uh, PED performance program that Russia's utilizing for curling, (laughs) then there's a great chance you may be able to turn back to found a youth and perform like Arnie Spanier at 26 would have on the curling rink.
4: Todd Furman is in the house with us. Don't know if I ever gave the proper introduction. He's uh, all things Vegas. So I'm curious. (laughs) We were debating earlier. And, and I don't know maybe if there is a, a conversation to be had about what you've seen at the window or in Vegas, but has this been a good first half of the season and, and some for the NBA? Do you feel
8: like we're getting good basketball? You know what, it's always tough to try and gauge because with the 82-game season, you get sides like the Cleveland Cavaliers that were one of the worst bets in the NBA. Historically, uh, through their first 51 games, they were 14 and 37 against the spread. So I wouldn't define that as good basketball. You look at Golden State, I think they're going through the motions. Uh, I guess it's interesting that we've seen the emergence of some of these young stars that, you know, you're able to flip around your league pass and maybe you want to tune into a Bucks game one night or you watch the Raptors, which you wouldn't have done in years past or in the Western Conference, the Houston Rockets. Uh, I'm just not sure that the NBA's regular season ever does it any justice when we already know there are only three to five teams, absolute max. Uh, they right. can hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's Tom. Team Arnie.
5: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Todd, what are you guys doing about the NCAA tournament? I mean, you want to talk about some major value that you can get right now before the tournament even gets going. I mean, you, there were some favorites this year that you can get like a 25-30
8: to 1 right now. Uh, there's definitely value when you look at the uh, top of the betting board. The likes of Villanova and Virginia, neither team expected to be. Uh, where they are at this point in the season, Virginia, probably the best example. Uh, if you had the foresight to see Tony Bennett doing what he's done in Charlottesville, uh, the Cavaliers' yeah, future wi- Yeah, widely available at 50-1 to 1 before the season. When we look at the numbers now, though, I don't think it'll surprise anyone. Duke right at 9-2, to 2, Villanova at 4-1. to 1. Your beloved Arizona Wildcats, we've seen their number fall off a little bit down to 15-1. to 1. Wow! Michigan- Michigan State, uh, three and a half to one. Virginia, six to one. And there's still a laundry list of other teams that can probably be competitive. The one thing that I'm going to be fascinated by, especially as it pertains to the Big Ten, how will they handle that extra week off with them sliding their conference tournament up to play at Madison Square Garden? Will they be ready to go? Will we see more upsets? And when you look at the likes of Penn State pushing everybody in the league, maybe they can get to the Sweet 16. The biggest faller though, on this entire list, Chris, right in your backyard, yeah. Oklahoma really falling on some hard times. They got out to 20-1, to but as we've seen teams lock down on Trey Young, uh, I don't think the Sooners really should be considered a team even to get to the second weekend. Wow! Yeah,
4: it, it, they're, they're in a tough spot right now, and uh, again, a lot of that has to do with the poor shooting of Trey Young. We'll see if they can turn it around, but I'm intrigued. With the Big Ten deciding to push everything up to play their tournament in Madison Square Garden, Todd, do you think that will help them when we get to the tournament, or do you think it could be a hindrance with that extra week off?
8: Uh, I think it's all on coaching. It's going to be a question of how you keep your players focused, engaged, and game ready because it's something they haven't had to deal with in the past. You have seen it with some of the smaller leagues where they'll punch their bid that Sunday two weeks beforehand, and it doesn't seem to affect them outside of the first few minutes. I'd almost suggested, you know, candidly to my friends in conversation. If you're a Big Ten coach, why are you not looking to try and maybe get an exhibition game with teams going to the CIT uh, you know the NIT or any of these other postseason tournaments. Going to be fascinating to try and watch. I really don't think it'll impact the likes of a Michigan State as Tom Izzo will get his guys there. But don't be surprised if we see a highly regarded Big Ten team bow out, especially if they're playing early on Thursday or Friday.
5: Todd, you getting any future baseball action in there? And by the way, if I bet on the Dodgers to win the World
8: Series, do I actually have to wait for them to win it before I cash the ticket or what? Uh, if you're betting on the Dodgers to win the World Series, Arnie, I want to know if you know something that I don't. Who are going to be their starting wow. pitchers that they're going to trot out there behind Clayton Kershaw? You're assuming that Alex Wood stays healthy, Rich Hill. Uh, I think the Dodgers have some major question marks on, on that rotation to really try and sign off on them. When you look at some of the futures, regular season win totals available at BetOnline.ag, you have seen some relatively interesting numbers different from what you saw in town. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates actually opened at a prominent book uh, in, in Nevada, 78 and a half. You've seen them open up offshore in that 73 realm. Uh, The Padres adding Eric Hosmer, that added a game to their win total from (laughs) 68-and-a-half out to 69-and-a-half. But when you talk about the big boys in the game, the Nationals 92-and-a-half wins, the Yankees 94-and-a-half, again, another team that has major question marks pitching-wise. The Dodgers 96-and-a-half, the Cleveland Indians right there in the mid-90s as well. I think it's just a question of which of these big teams – won't make it to the postseason because we oftentimes see one of those also runs rise up and put together an 85 to 90 win campaign. Todd,
5: real quick, I want to ask you, uh, Otani. I want to bet under on everything: under batting average, home runs, <laughs> RBIs, and win total. What do you
8: think? <laughs> Have not seen uh, individual player props come out just yet. yeah. Uh, But if you wanted to bet Otani on an over, uh, I've seen his price about 200-1 to to lead the majors in home runs. I have the same mindset as you that I think it'll take quite a bit of time for him to adjust, uh, especially as the Angels tinker with this six-man rotation that they've announced they plan to utilize. Love it. Great
4: stuff as always, Todd. We'll talk to you next week, buddy.
8: Always a pleasure, gents. Be well. Take care, buddy. It's
4: a great Todd Furman as we come to you live. I think I got a good
5: shot. The Olympics 2022 Beijing. I'm going to check it out. Good luck. We'll be here rooting for you. Don't I have to win like one
4: qualifying tournament, and that's pretty much it? I don't think this is like dodgeball. I okay. think in, I, I think it's much more than just that. Right. But but we'll dig. I'm okay. sure Google will help you. Come to you live from the guy DeSager, Sager, Fox Sports Radio Studio. Steve DeSager <laughs> is in the house with an update on everything going on.
7: Uh, we do have a couple of Olympic notes, not just that the U.N. Swim Hockey is into the final again, but I mentioned earlier on the show that failed doping test by a curler from Russia. The serious aspect of it is now the IOC says – That alone could keep the Russian Federation from being reinstated during these games. Russia was hoping to get its flag back and march under it at the closing ceremonies in a week, and now that may not happen. Meanwhile, the organizing committee in South Korea says tonight there are nearly 300 confirmed cases of norovirus there at the Olympics and nearly the 50 pe- virus? nearly very contagious apparently and nearly oh 50 people still in quarantine I think I had that last week including the father of one of the US men's hockey players who came down with symptoms this weekend and had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital wow. so now the officials <laughs> are telling the hockey players men's and women's for example just fist bump each other. Don't actually shake hands because we don't want transmission of the norovirus.
4: Did you see how it's described? It's called the vomit inducing bug. That is well, not a very the, good explanation.
7: The show has also been described that way. But hey,
1: that's, wow. I'm here for the
4: puns tonight, this wow.
7: Love it. Love it. We are brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more. On current, on current shirts, we go only with the hits. At the Winter Olympics, the U.S. women's hockey team did win tonight 5 nothing, in its semifinal against Finland. The Americans had them outshot 23-4 to at one point in this game. The women's gold medal final Wednesday night, we will assume, is U.S. against Canada again. Canadians still a few hours away from their semi against Russia. Bubba Watson took the golf event in L.A. by two strokes. Phil Mickelson was four back. uh, Jordan Spieth was five back. Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500, taking the lead on the last lap. NHL wins tonight for San Jose and Pittsburgh. And to the basketball. Yes, as we mentioned earlier, the game MVP, LeBron James, in L.A., his third All-Star Game MVP, tonight 29 points 10 rebounds eight assists team lebron wins 148 145 over team steph the nba regular season is off until thursday night and in college basketball number five cincinnati had won 39 straight home games lost at home yes, to 19th ranked wichita state today 76 <laughs> 72 so the bearcats have lost two in a row this past week after a 23 and two start to the season So Cincinnati's only one game up on Wichita State and Houston in their conference. And how about this? A team that was ranked top five nationally, Cincinnati, against ranked teams is now 0-3 this season. Can't trust them.
5: Wow. You
7: know, the top 20 teams seem to be just about equal to the next 20 teams in the voting, the way losses have gone on. Number six, Purdue, has struggled. They barely got a win tonight at home against Penn State. 76-73 wins for Michigan and Duke. Back to you.
4: Thanks, Steve. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So I'm a big fan of bracketology this time of year, Arnie. I know that. Yeah. I, I, do you follow it or, or no? Is well, it a, you
5: know, I followed more and more, obviously, as we get to the conference
4: tournaments. Okay. First of all, I'm not here to talk about anyone at our competition but could you get Joe Lenardi a better camera? I mean, or or at least wow. let him know. Holy smokes, they put him in a closet, give him a camera <laughs> that is basically shooting from his chin up. I mean, this is this is his three weeks of fame. This is the only time that Joe Lenardi is relevant and you put him in a closet somewhere and have an iPhone that's basically at his belt shooting up at him. With that said, um, tonight... The bracketology that was put together by Austin American statesman writer Kevin Littell has these four number one seeds, Arnie, Villanova, Virginia, Michigan State, and Duke. On their two line is two Big 12 teams with North Carolina, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Xavier. They have Arizona as a three seed. What happened to Auburn? Uh, you like, oh, they've got them as a three seed. Wow. Their three seeds are Purdue, Cincinnati, Auburn, and Arizona. That might have changed with the Wichita State win tonight. But regardless, uh, you like Arizona as a three seed right now.
5: Actually, I, I was a little surprised. But I've seen them as a four seed and uh, nothing really lower than that. I mean, they've been inconsistent defensively. I got question yeah. marks about them, but uh, they are the favorites. They are the class of the Pac-12. So I guess a three seed's a, a good number
4: for them. I'm okay with that. And here are the four seeds real quick. West Virginia, right. Wichita State. I like Clems- West Virginia. I really like West Virginia. I like the way they, they got
5: screwed over by getting two foul shots to Kansas' 35 32. foul shots.
4: <laughs> You're not going to get that edge going into Allen Fieldhouse. so You just have to accept that. 35-2? to two? Yeah, it happens. Come on, man. No, it never uh, happens like that. It just did on Saturday night. First time uh, West, ever. West, I'm willing to bet. If you look at the history of Allen Fieldhouse, you will see many instances where you have a an incredibly skewed number of free throw opportunities for the opponents, uh, for the home team as opposed to the opponents. It is the one environment for some reason, and I don't know why. But officials freak out. They don't know how to call a game. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's legitimately a fog. I don't know if it's something in the drinking water. But they forget that there's two teams on the court. So anyway, your uh, four seeds: West Virginia, Wichita State, Clemson. Who's had a nice season? Yes, they have. And Gonzaga. So there are your what would that be? Uh, 16. Uh, let me see, four, I really eight, question 11, Gonzaga. To be honest with you, I've got serious questions about that. I haven't. I haven't seen them enough this year. Uh, if you're looking for a couple of other marquee teams, Arizona State, who was what number two in the country. I don't one think they're going to get into the tournament. They've got him as a seven right now.
5: Arizona State.
4: Yes. Um, I thought uh, there was
5: only going to be four teams from the Pac-12, and that was going to be Arizona, UCLA, USC, and Washington.
4: Um, I, they, they don't have this broke down by conference. Oh yeah, they do. Actually, they have three pac 12 teams in, so I guess they have Arizona, Arizona state and what UCLA no, that
5: that's impossible.
4: Oh, uh, well, I'm just telling you what he has. No, he has maybe you have
5: an old one. I mean, that that's, I mean, Arizona state is like in the, in the middle of the conference. There's like six teams ahead of this them. This is I, February 18th of 2018 when this was dropped. I, I, I'm shaking my head then I, I then maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I you I, the four teams I just gave you are all worthy ahead of
4: than Arizona State. Who's the four you gave? Arizona. Arizona UCLA. USC. USC's uh, on the bubble. U
5: USC's in what? Third place or second place in the Pac
4: twelve? US, who gives a bleep about the Pac-12? That is weak basketball this year, Arnie. You're not going to get four teams in from the Pac-12. I think they're going to be lucky to get three in right now. I honestly, I can't say anything because my Big 12, as great as it seems like it's been, boy, my team has kind of imploded. They don't have USC in right now. They've got uh, Arizona, Arizona State, and UCLA as the three in from the Pac-12. I don't huh? know if... I don't know if their RPI is as impressive as your homerism is allowing you to believe that it is. Uh, well,
5: I mean, I'm not a USC fan, but I mean, they're, they're I'm at third. The that, You're they're a Pac-12
4: have, homer.
5: They're, they're easily going to have 20, 21 wins. And uh, matter of fact, I, maybe Washington could be on the outside looking in. But if, if that's true, they'll take Utah. Arizona State, Utah's even though they're in the top in. 25, they're like, like 7th or 7th place in the Pac-12 and and you don't know, just jump teams like that. So, I'm going to be curious how they'll get in over teams that
4: are higher than them and have better records. Uh the RPI. Let's look at where they are in the RPI. The most recent RPI projection, the highest ranked Pac-12 team in the RPI is Arizona at 16. Right. The next highest ranked team in the RPI, would who would you, you, you guess? Arizona State is at 29th. In the RPI right now, they moved up five spots from 34. The next highest-ranked Pac-12 team in the RPI is USC at 44 wow. with UCLA at 47. <laughs> right. Washington is 50, and Utah is 52 right now. And that is when you talk about the nitty-gritty and what appears to be the most important thing to this selection committee. There are some teams that probably would be worthy in years past, but Arnie might find themselves on the outside looking in. Yeah, so, I, I'd be really surprised if it's only three from the Pac-12.
5: And um, I, I obviously Arizona's a lock, but I don't know how you could leave UCLA out. I know that win, uh, you know, I mean they're they're in second place and they'll have 20 wins also. I I know that's not a parameter anymore, but I mean you, you've got to take at least the top three
4: teams from the Pac-12. Why? What if, what if they're awful? What if it's just not a good league this year? Um, I, I, th- I think they're going to struggle to get a fourth in, but I – I could argue for USC all day long. I think that they've had a couple of tough losses go their way, and I just don't know how in-depth they're going to look on that front. But, yeah, some surprising notes from the most recent bracket projections, according to the Austin American-Statesman. All right, and again, we have, what, three weeks before we really go in-depth on this? So everything can change. We could be sitting here talking about, oh, they deserve five teams, uh, six teams, and if we're talking Big 12, Arnie, by next week they could – Get three if Oklahoma continues to implode.
5: I was looking at Lunardi. Lunardi had four from the Pac 12, but the last four in, he had UCLA
4: and USC. So,
5: boy, you talk about being on the bubble.
4: Yeah, you got a lot of teams in the bubble right now. And look at the American Athletic Conference, what they could end up having done, uh, having in as well from their league beyond just Wichita State and. Uh, uh, Cincinnati, Houston is right there. You could get three from the American Athletic Conference and don't sleep on Tulsa, who's won five straight games as well. Oh, now look at you with the homerism. That's my alma mater, baby. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, you've waited for it. You've talked about it. You've been wanting it. Arnie's picks. I don't know what he's going to pick. But they're next right here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday want to thank all the uh, editors, hard workers behind the scenes that don't get the credit they deserve, including our buddy Bobo on the wheels of steel, Eric Roberts producing the show, and Steve DeSager on updates. Don't go anywhere tonight because not only are Arnie's picks coming up in mere oh, yeah. moments, but Big Ben Maller and the crew, they are in ben tonight. Uh, as a matter of fact, we got a tweet. About Ben Maller.
5: Did I win one of the Benny Awards, Worst Fill-in Talk Show Host, or did that go to Jonas? I don't know.
6: I I did not get it to. Went listen. to it, oh, went it went to, to you. Oh, it went to me. Yes. I don't even know it did. I'm just saying that. Okay, I'll
4: take it. <laughs> Congratulations.
3: Put it I on the. I think yours uh, is worst regular show. host.
4: Wow. It's all like Team Anti Arnie tonight. This is Damn. cool. Listeners, wow. I've seen the ratings.
3: <laughs> uh, Todd
4: Furman <laughs> writes uh, Zach Prince at the Old Pro. Uh, writes Todd Furman just gave credence to the Vegas flu, causing more losses for visiting teams against the Golden Knights on, uh, <laughs> he gave me credit for the show, so I'll take it, on the Plank Show. Uh, I'm sure that could be discussed on tonight's show, guys. I'm willing to bet that if Ben Maller ever opened up talking hockey, that Eddie would purely pass out in just utter shock over oh. what's going on right now. It's like, and Gumby Dave hockey. says,
5: I don't say wow in every reaction, do I?
6: Yes. Uh, yes, you do. You it can, if it's not wow, it's you know, wow. you know
3: you you held back on saying wow after that tweet. You know you you did. So, I can guarantee you
6: we're going to get at least 3 before the show's out. Minimum. What's the over oh, uh, uh, Chris, what's the over-under on wows? What's the over-under uh, right now? It's uh
4: are, are we talking about this segment or this, this, this show? Just this segment. Just the last four. I'll say I'll put the over-under at 2. Wow. Two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> If we had money on it, I'd text him like, say it like four times. <laughs> um, all right, so anyway, before we get out of here, and we appreciate not just uh, all the work on the show, but also all the tweets and reactions tonight, let's get to Arnie's picks. We build up for two hours and 50 minutes to get here. So, Arnie, what the hell are you picking? What oh, is out there to pick?
5: I had to look long and hard, but I came up with three. Bobo put me in the mood. Give me a little music. And we start with a little hockey. Olympic hockey, because the women's team won 5-0. They'll probably face Canada in the finals for the gold, a team they lost to already 3-2 in overtime. Well, guess what? Payback's a you-know-what. And USA, 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 United States will beat Canada, get the revenge, and win 4-3 and get the gold. By the way, that that game's going to be on Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> we are already looking ahead to your no, picks for at the, Wednesday. At the, you have to start looking ahead for this. All right, a couple of other ones. One college <laughs> basketball game uh, that I'm excited about on Wednesday also, but Syracuse is going to be at home against North Carolina, who obviously is a much better team. Syracuse, I don't even think of the top 25, but I'm going with the upset. Go with the orange to win this game at home. And one other prediction, the Houston Rockets have a half-game lead right now over the Golden State Warriors, they will not lose the number one seed out from here until the playoffs start. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But please remember, they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Which starts. Wow. Wow.
4: Wow. Arnie going anti-Golden State rather early. Here's my favorite. Yes, I am. Steve Kerr. The uh, I I I just I don't get the NBA All Star break anymore. Do you know when we start playing games again in the NBA? It, it's uh, next thir- month, Thursday. So they they had wh- when did we last play? The last games were what on Thursday night. You had uh yeah two games on Thursday night. So that means most teams and most players outside of the All Star players, Jimmy Butler, Thursday uh games. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they basically have a week break. It's like in spring the break. What are you
5: talking about? Party, party, party.
4: I guess I need to celebrate. Let's that on the Florida a bit more often. Where, did, uh, where it, was
5: your party destination for
4: Oklahoma? Well, I remember going to Hawaii once. Oh, we got to remember though. I grew up in beautiful Wood River, Illinois, Arnie. So we would go to the Lake of the Ozarks, and uh, we would go cruising the strip. We would be uh, big time out. I on went to boats Mazatlan too. Yeah, Mazuma. I don't know what that is. But uh, I, I will say this. I am in complete and utter shock every year how the baseball all-star break and the NBA all-star break always seems to add a game, and we act like, oh, okay, well, that's how it's always been. And the tweet of the night goes to Antelope. When we were talking about whatever that virus was that's striking the Olympics, yeah. he goes, vomit-inducing. Is that the Plank virus or the Arnie virus wow. or under? which is worse. I would have to say that <laughs> if you got to deal with me, bro, that's, uh, that's vomit-inducing. Just,
6: just an FYI, we're at six wows right now.
4: Yeah, we set a new record for a segment with the most wows. Uh, Bobo, Eric, Steve, have a great week. Arnie, yes. busy show coming up for you on Saturday, I know. We'll see you back here next Sunday. Have a great week, my friend. Wow, you too, my friend. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Big Ben Maller is next right here on Fox Sports Radio.